And hello, everyone. Welcome to our tale. We begin in the ancient lands of... Nah, I'm not going to do that that voice for the whole time. I don't have the patience for that. But welcome, everybody. Welcome to Agents of Damned. Uh, I am your uh, sometimes benevolent, often malevolent dungeon master, Drew McLean. Uh, it is though, the exact same as it has always been. Uh, you know, there are no changes to our particular episode. Uh, and everyone is in the regular roles they are. Isn't that right? I'm calling IP theft. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, I'm just... You know, like, you know, I... Uh, I get it. I get it. You know, I'm not. I guess I'm not your regular DM. You know, Jordan's your regular DM, but you know, you don't have to call me your DM if you're not ready, kiddo. I mean, you know, I just, I just love your mom so much, and we really want to try to make this work. And I really just want to be your pal. All right, bud. Is this the intro piece you were so proud of? You were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like this is going on a little too long, there, bud. All right. All right so serious mode. So, uh, as you may have noticed, uh, usually Jordan is our DM, but, uh, I'm gonna be DMing today because we're doing our special Halloween episode, Spooky Scary, <laughs> and what is more scary than unpaid internships? Ooh. Yay. Wait, it's unpaid? Don't worry about it. Oh. <laughs> you guys already signed the contract. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you receive a stipend, I think. That's not unpaid, then. <laughs> Guys, we'll be right back as soon as Drew does his homework on what an unpaid internship is. <laughs> it's like one of those ones where it's like, you're paid, but like, are you really paid? It's like, you, know, you get enough money to eat. Is this really how we're doing this? We haven't even introduced ourselves yet. <laughs> so, no, okay, we're cutting this. We're going to cut that jug out. We're going to do the spooky thing again. So it's Halloween season, spooky scary, and what in this world is scarier than a college internship? Yay. With minimal pay stipends. Ah! So we meet our glorious damned interns. We'll start with Christina because she is my wife. Oh, okay. Yes, so usually you find Wait, me playing. No, Winter I'm not okay birthday, with this. But today I'm going to What? <laughs> <laughs> you can't just You can't episodes How how many special episodes have we done? You can't change off the motherfucking order of how She must! It is in her blood! I don't think you understand how much of a peeve that is for somebody who has Asperger's! Oh, okay. What the fuck do you mean? Your wife is gonna go first. Please let Katie go first. I think she earned it after that. Okay, Katie, you go first. Hi, guys. I'm Katie, and this time around, I'm playing Timid. Not that uh, Andrew cares. Coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> I care. Hey, everyone. I'm Christina. Usually, I play Winterra, but today, I'm going to be playing Artemis. Well, okay, then. <laughs> That's all you need to know about her. 
I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it to end so abruptly. Hi, I'm Jorian, normally the DM, but today I am the shadow that cuts through evil, the darkness that eclipses the night, the terror that even monsters flee from, the embodiment of shadow itself. I am Dark Edge. Uh, however, due to contractual obligations in regard to recent employment opportunities and in accordance with compliance liability policies, I am required to give you my uh, legal, equally awesome name. So to my most trusted allies that I have known for only a few minutes, my true identity is Dennis Harkold. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Drew McLean and by Jordan's utility underwear... I'm playing everyone else. Fair enough. Yeah, that's valid. All right, so let's set the scene. There's no need for a recap because uh, we haven't met these uh, these uh, young adventuring interns before. So we're going to get to know them as we go along. Uh, but you are three um, interns within the, uh, the damned internship program, uh, meaning that you have kind of designs on becoming agents yourselves one day. Uh, but uh, right now you're kind of just in training, um, doing a lot of odd jobs around um, a lot of coffee runs. It's kind of the sacred duty of the intern is the coffee run, particularly in, uh, you know, Damned, headed by Ryan, you're a, a regular coffee fiend, you might say. Uh, so you've all been here for long enough to know that one of the most important duties that you have is making sure that Ryan's coffee is hot and ready in the morning when she begins her shift. So, usually overnight, that's one of the things that you guys take care of. The uh, semi-arduous uh, journey of uh, making sure that she has the perfect cup of coffee. But what is more important is the time of year. Because right now, the time of year is that of the autumnal... What would I write this down as? Hold on. What, what is fantasy Halloween? <laughs> The Autumnal Monstrous Races Unity Festival. So what that is, is that uh, you know, earlier on when the world was becoming a bit more regulated, uh, we had a lot more of the, the monstrous races that, uh, you know, it was kind of a, it wasn't like, you know, like, all right, all at once we flip the switch and now everything is cool. It was a bit of a, you know, long process. And one of the things that people did uh, in the, one of the shows of Goodwill was to put on this, uh, this Unity Festival to show that uh, you know, everyone is working together um, as uh, friends and as like you know, one unified earth. What's more beyond that, you know, they had the uh, the festival to help like, you know, monstrous races who are a little bit more on the fence as opposed to like, you know, getting themselves integrated into regular society. It was also kind of like an amnesty period for them to like, you know, come in, like try things out, see how they liked regular life or like see how they like returning to regular life before they made the big decision. So it was kind of like a Hey, we know you're the troll who's, like, outside the village that, like, sometimes smashes people's heads for their gold or whatever. But on this weekend, you can come in. We're all going to be cool. We're going to show you that you can, like, stop doing that and just, like, you know, chill and be a regular guy. And you can decide after whether that's how you want to live your life. So, over time, that kind of evolved. In that, um, what people didn't realize about monster races is that they really, really know how to party. So, with more and more time, it became just like this big weekend-long autumnal festival. People will, like, dress up as different monstrous races. There's treats and candies and games and drinking. And it's just a great time all around. And anyone who's got, like, you know, 
a nice enough uh, job that uh, allows them the free time to do so. It's kind of almost expected that like this is one of those uh, times that you take off. But you guys are interns. And because of that, uh, you guys have been kind of like working through the weekend. It's the, the night before Monday when everyone's supposed to come back. And uh, you're getting everything ready for Monday morning. You're in your bunks. You guys all share a room in the same way that agents do, but uh, your room's uh, significantly smaller. It's more of like a, a dorm of sorts. We don't really have bunks. We all just kind of share a bed. Yeah, you guys have, you guys just have like one medium-sized bed that you've all just kind of like worked out a sleeping arrangement that's like the least awkward. Oh my god, poor Timid. She's a fear bulg. <laughs> yeah, so how that works is that like you all sit, like looked at the bed on your first day, and then you all looked at Timid and like just kind of decided silently that Timid gets the bed. And the rest of you just kind of figure yourselves out. Timid is the de facto big spoon. <laughs> Timid just like crawls in the bed, I, I would assume. And like, I don't know how you guys work out the rest. I guess that's up to you. Uh, Timid, at least you're very warm. Very good for for snuggling. Oh, well, um, yes. Uh, we, as, as big as we are, um, we do produce a lot of body heat. It just took a while for Broody McBruderson over here to get used to it, I think. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I, it, it definitely has nothing to do with uh, the idea of uh, being near a, a, a girl. Definitely not. No, I'm totally cool with that stuff. <laughs> nothing bothers Dark Edge. Uh, nothing at all. Uh-huh. Um, everyone but Dark Edge, roll me a perception check. <laughs> I don't if think this I is to see to. if I have a boner or not, I'm going to call bullshit right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Th- I'm not going to go that crass that early. We have to wait. <laughs> I'm going to say I guess I notice whatever it is. Um, What'd you roll? <laughs> well. And I rolled a 19. 24. I would, and Jordan may veto this if this is untrue about his character. I would say you would notice that as he says that. That deep in your heart, you know, a lot of things bother Dark Edge. Oh, never mind. Yeah, you're fully right. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of things bother Dark Edge, like, immediately and, like, deeply. Was that not obvious from the fact that he calls himself Dark Edge? (laughs) No, but I thought it was fun to, like, just make sure we got that out there. Yeah, in case my intro didn't tell you everything you need to know about this character. Dark Edge, when we go back and we write to your story, then we will definitely have to write in that nothing ever bothers you. Oh, I've already been writing my story. It's pretty cool. Well, the Bard College will also be doing that, too. So pass along any notes that you have. Oh, yeah, totally. I can even tell you about, like, my dark, brooding backstory by the time that my parents died fighting goblins. It helped shape me into the dark, brooding warrior I am today. I will never forget that day. Wait, did they really die by fighting goblins? Yes, an entire army of goblins invaded my village. They fought valiantly, but alas, died after killing the last one. Leaving me alone to wander the streets. Everyone roll me a DC1 perception check. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, DC1 insight check. I pass. I don't... (laughs) That's a plus eight to insight. I don't need to roll. (laughs) No, they didn't. (laughs) Sure. Oh, God. Sure. Sure. So what are we doing again? (laughs) All right, so... 
you're um, kind of starting to notice that, like, you know, it's getting to be around that time, and that, like, um, Ryan's, like, morning coffee order, like, throughout the day, Ryan has, like, a great many cups of coffee, but that first cup, you know, is crucial. Um, in particular, there's um, kind of, like, an urban legend or, like, rumor around, like, damned within, like, you know, you know amongst the interns, uh, that there was once an intern who got uh, Ryan's morning coffee wrong. Uh, and that he had um, only had uh, two spritzes of cacao instead of three. <laughs> um, and uh, the rumor states that uh, he was torn limb from limb and then um, his pieces were scattered throughout the farthest corners of the universes and across the realms. Which seems a bit extreme and then you guys came to damn to met Ryan and like you kind of believe it a little bit. So you know that like it was getting to be around the time that you're supposed to start preparing um, Ryan's first morning coffee, which is um, of her cups of coffee she drinks throughout the day, the most complicated. So it's kind of a, a process. Artemis is currently styling her mohawk very specifically, and is just kind of like making sure all her piercings are in place, and and that she's kind of like smoothing out her tutu and everything else that is accompanying her cool girl look, and she's just like. Well, I guess that we should probably get going uh, sooner than later because you know how Ryan can be. And I don't really want to see how things are going to go if we don't get there soon. Oh, yes. I've heard she's very scary. Uh, perhaps we should be early as opposed to late. Or even on time, really. Dark Edge is just leaning against the door frame, brooding, but he's actually just waiting for y'all. He looks very nervous, but he's trying to hide it. Don't worry, guys. You know that I can protect all of you. Uh, Dark Edge requires no protection. Dark Edge works alone. But we really should get going, guys. Sure. I I don't want to make this too much of a bit, but every time you say something, I want to say roll me to see what it's <laughs> and then immediately contradict it. <laughs> we can already say, we, I, we've been... I'll, I'll, resist, I'll resist the urge to do so. Yeah, I'll... I'm not trying to hide it, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Edge thinks he is. I, as a player, am not. I don't know why, but it just like kills me to think of like a deep narrator voice every time that like Jordan's character says something that was like, I require no protection. Indeed, he needed much protection. <laughs> Come on, Dark Edge. We we all know that when you have nightmares at night, there's only one person here that you like to cuddle with. I do not have nightmares, and that is just because it, I'm already nestled up in Timid's big right arm. Uh-huh. And she just kind of winks, and then she starts, like, leaving. All right, now accepting the, the canon that you guys sleep together in one bed, Timid is just kind of like the double big spoon. You guys just nestle up in her arms. Yep. I get the left arm. I guess I canonically get the right arm. Mm-hmm. It's like nice. snuggling with cats. They're perfect size. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, timid, like of the three of you, like uh, timid, I've been, uh, I believe you would be the one who kind of like is, um, you're the gentlest, but also the most like your overall responsible. So you're probably the one that remembers that like Ryan's coffee cup, uh, where you have to start making your order, and she does have a special mug uh, that she likes to have her order taken in, uh, is uh, within the kitchen. Uh, and it's uh, on a particular shelf kept separate from everything else so it can't get mixed in or anything like that. And you know that that would be where you'd need to go first. All right, well, then she goes to find her special coffee mug. All right, do you guys follow? I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, and while we're following behind, Artemis is like bantering with all of them, but kind of in a hushed tone not to wake anyone else that hasn't woken up yet. She's just like, you know, maybe if we are very, very quiet, we might even see some of the other agents doing things that, you know, they're not supposed to do, but they like to sneak around in the morning. It always makes for very interesting stories. You know, Odart really likes to hear all of the fun things that while he's sleeping. I've heard that there's another fear bulk here. I'd like to meet her someday. Oh, you mean bookworm? Oh, y- yes, the, the 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 librarian girl. Ah, yes, there are lots of stories that Odart and I are working on involving her. You know, there's that other shifter, and they, they're always seen together, and everyone seems to think there's something going on, but neither of them seems to want to admit it. But there's a lot of stories that people like to hear about what goes on here at the agency. And she's kind of looking at her nails while she says this. She's just like, anyway, our stipend isn't worth that much. I have to make money somehow about what goes on here. Dark Edge is sticking kind of to the back and, like, is trying to act like he doesn't care, but he is deeply interested in what you were saying. <laughs> Christina, are you, are, you, are, what you, are you implying that you write fan fiction, not just of, like, damned personnel, but in particular your new character writes fan fiction of your other character and their love interests? I haven't gotten far enough to explain that there is lots of fan fiction. That was just the first one that came up. <laughs> Good. Alright, cool. cool. We also Good. know That's it adorable. is the best one. <laughs> cool. Everyone wants to be a part of Damned. Everyone wants to be a part of Damned, and everyone wants to be a part of everyone else's story. Okay. I was, I was, I'm going to accept that there is, like, now multiple fan fictions just circulating around about Damned operatives. <laughs> to make your way to the kitchen, uh, also, you guys would know, like, as you're making your way, like, for the most part, most personnel is not back yet. Like, it's, um, like, this coffee order, like, you know, it's, like, a process. It takes a bit of time. Like, you literally start making it, like, in the wee hours of the night before, like, the morning of. So most people will, like, you know, won't be getting back for, like, another couple of hours. Who all is on base then? So, like, there are a couple operatives on base. You guys don't have that information on hand. You're just interns. You just kind of bump into who you bump into. Man. You do have damned handbooks. They are different from the agent handbooks in that the agent handbooks are like these big leather-bound tomes that are like like the official damned handbook with like everything in it. Yours, you can tell, were like kind of made in the on-site copier and stapled together with like one of those kind of like plasticky like cover things that they do for like if it's a testing booklet. It's a trifold oh, no. like ma- pamphlet. Oh, yeah, God. like yours is, like yours is more of like a damned packet. They're supposed to have three staples in them. Um Artemis, like yours noticeably is missing the last one, so it just has one at the top, one in the middle, and like not the last one. Like they're they're putting them together and like someone's like, we're at staples and like fuck it, it's fine. Mine is just loosely in a manila envelope. <laughs> I was actually going to say both Artemis's and Jordan, uh, what, Jordan, what was your character's name? You can go with either Dark Edge or Dennis Harkle, take your pick. <laughs> so both Artemis and Dennis's are, like, covered in extra writing, because both of them use it to, like, take notes about whatever story they're currently working on, in in his case, his. Mine. <laughs> Exclusively mine. I don't write about oh, other God. people. <laughs> I only write about my super cool, awesome story. I mean, my super cool, awesome story. Hmm. Katie, what does your your damned packet look like? Well, so it's too small for her hands. <laughs> oh. First and foremost. And oh. in 
and it's it it looks like somebody had like a coffee cup on it because like there's like a big ring on one of the pages, and then it looks like at some point they must have spilled their coffee because the rest of the packet is just like kind of wrinkled, weathered, like it's been wet before. It's brown, kind of tinged. It's so, so it's just kind of. <laughs> Ryan is using it as a coaster. <laughs> and so she's just kind of looking at it like... Hmm. It's okay, Timmy. No one reads these anyway. <laughs> Inside of, um, also like on the front cover of, of yours in particular, Timmy, there's a small note that looks to be in Ryan's handwriting. Uh, it says, Apologies, um, whichever intern that receives this, there was a coffee mishap upon your packet. You will receive one additional gold in your first stipend and compensation, <laughs> which you have already received like a well, like a while back. You just like you saw, you just not noticed the note, and you're like, oh, I guess that wasn't a banking error. At least there's that. Wait, is that why mine was one less? Yes. <laughs> oh. uh, well, it's fine. It's fine. Dark Edge requires no. Uh, well, I mean, I require some money, but I don't require that. I'm, I'm fine. Dennis the Dark Edge. Okay. He was not fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> we'll eventually get to this coffee. Just you wait, folks. <laughs> 25 minutes in. All right, all right. So <laughs> Part one, the coffee cup. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have no idea what the fuck I have planned for you. Okay, so get, get, get it. You guys are in the kitchen. Uh, so again, so most personnel's not on site. Uh, so, um, Orlo is not, like, you know, there in the kitchen, um, doing his, uh, his normal kitchen stuff, uh, because I didn't feel like learning how to do his voice, so he's not there. But you know where it is, and, like, you know you're allowed to, like, you'll go and, like, you know, you've been given, like, limited free reign of the kitchen when it comes to, like... <laughs> limited free reign? Doors. Yeah, limited free reign. He's like, do... Alright, I'm gonna try and do his voice, I'm gonna try and do his voice, you guys are having a flashback, he's like, do what you need... To create the coffee orders. I can't do this. No, you can't. <laughs> but do not touch any of my cooking utensils, for they are dear to me, and I'll fuck you right up. I, I don't know. I can't do his voice. I wanted him to not be there. I can barely do his character. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't think Orla would fuck. ever curse. <laughs> I don't think he says fuck. <laughs> Dark Edge, is re- Dark Edge is remembering it that way because that's how he re- thinks everyone talks. <laughs> Don't touch my utensils because they're really fucking cool and shit. Yeah, totally like that. <laughs> yeah. Jordan, why didn't you just do it in the first place? Why'd you make me do it? Because I wanted to watch you struggle. <laughs> you opened that door. I didn't open it for you. You could have just ignored what I said and moved on. <laughs> fucking, I'm new to this. All right, so you guys are in the kitchen. And you know which cabinet has the cup. Continue forward from there, please. Timid, I'm going to need you to go and get the cup because it is very high up and you are the tallest of all of the three of us. Oh, yes, that would be appropriate, wouldn't it? And she just like reaches up and her, her, her big hand reaches around this... I guess it would be a decently sized cup, I mean... Um, actually, your big hand reaches around air. Oh. And you feel around on the shelf, which you can, like, you're tall enough you can, like, see the whole back of the shelf, but just to be sure, like, you reach around the whole shelf. Fully empty. Ryan's special coffee cup 
that sails. Um, what does it say, Drew? Come on. Head. I should have thought of that. Oh. Boss bitch. Boss bitch. She would not. <laughs> oh my god. That says, world's most efficient boss. Oh. I accept this. <laughs> that says, world's most efficient boss. Not best, just most efficient. <laughs> best sounds like, you know, something cheery and, like, fun that, that would be on a mug, which is not Ryan's vibe. Brian would be like, hmm, yes, I am quite efficient. I will accept this mug. Best is subjective. Efficiency is measurable. So yeah, our mug that says world's most efficient boss is fully missing. Hey, Timid, what are you taking so long for? Uh, Just get the mug. Um, there's a problem up here. Oh, tell me you didn't break it. Please tell me you didn't break it. No, no, Oh, thank God. I mean, I'm not scared. Is there a bug? Do you need me to squish something? You can lift me up and I will squish the bug. It, it, it's hard to, you know, break something that's not there. What? The, The mug? What do you mean? You must you must be looking on the wrong shelf. Maybe you're just too tired. Maybe it's actually on the other shelf. Dennis is visibly sweating. She's gonna reach down and and grab Artemis by the 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 back of it, uh, their shirt and pick them up so they can see at the top of the shelf. <laughs> Way to pick someone up. <laughs> she's full. So she's fully wearing like a crop top. Um. So. <laughs> Dennis looks away, full blush. <laughs> Uh, I see. There is no cup up here. Please pull your shirt back down. <laughs> you can put me down now, Timid. She, she, she puts him down. She, she like very quickly readjusts her outfit. Hey, am I okay to look now? Yep, yep. You're all good. Okay, cool. Uh, Dark Edge likes to be respectful towards women because that is what is the most cool. It is appreciated. Contrary to what Dark Edge usually says, that is actually the most cool. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone looks at the camera. (laughs) Everyone looks directly at the camera. (laughs) For like a solid five minutes. (laughs) Just like, yeah. Okay, well, we need to find it. Uh, Did someone take it? Did someone forget to put it in the the sink and clean it? Is it... That mug is always hand-washed immediately. You know this. I'm just saying it's been a holiday weekend. Okay, did, well, did one of us? Wait. Okay. All right. So let's let's do it this way. Um, perhaps one of us should go and check her office and make sure that it didn't get left behind. And and I'll say unless any of you guys have any particular magical means of trying to locate the mug, um, you guys can all roll me investigation check to try to pick up some, uh, some clues as to where the mug might have gone. Yeah, I was gonna ask if we could do that. Yeah, I don't have anything, spell-wise. Then roll me investigation. Dark Edge sees all as he has rolled a mighty seven. Oh, I did one better than you. I did a mighty eight. Impossible! <laughs> I also rolled a seven. We are very good at this. <laughs> This is why we get paid stipends of silver. <laughs> All right. We're very so, good at this. You guys, like, you look around, you, like, you can't really find clues because you rolled real low. But, like, in, like I guess, like, you know, it's early and, like, you guys, like, for, this is more of a routine thing than, like, a skill-based thing that you guys do. So, like, the second that the routine is broken, you guys, like, oh, 
fuck, what do we do? How do, uh, 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 um, but in that kind of, like, um, that kind of panic, you guys are like, yo, think back to, like, like, alright, like, yo, who else is, like, technically out, like, who, who doesn't really leave base very often? Um, and, um, Rick Slavitly! Yeah, I will say that you know, like, on the, off the top of your heads, you know, um, Three personnel members that don't really, like, leave the base with any kind of regularity, and that's Rick Slavenly, Little Rick, and, uh, Odart. The irony is I feel like Rick Slavenly and Little Rick would, like, fucking love this holiday. Oh, no, they fully, like, love this holiday, um, but they, like, they actually invite people over and do their own little thing. <laughs> it's have their own dance very, party at the general store. Like, <laughs> like, your handbook has very little information, um... One of the first things it says on, like, one of the first pages is, During this time of year, leave Rick and Little Rick be. They're doing a party. You don't want to attend. Don't accept the invitation. The first, oh, wow. the entire, like, first half of the book is just interactions with Rick and what not to do. <laughs> yeah, you open the first um, page and there's, like, you know, there's not, like, a forward or, like, a welcome to damn. There's, like, um, introduction. If at all possible, avoid any interactions with Rick Slavenly and his compatriot Little Rick. And that's like how the book begins. <laughs> then the next chapter is, if you must interact with Rick Slavenly or his compatriot Little Rick. It goes forward from there. Okay, okay. So Artemis is like visibly like walking back and forth across this part of the kitchen. And she's got her hand to her head. And she's like trying to think really, really hard. And she's pulled out her writing pen, which is how you know she's really thinking hard about what's going on. Oh, she's shit, like, pen. Okay, so we know that Old Art is always on base because unless everyone is going for holiday, like the yogurt holiday, then we have to be able to get back here. So he should be there. He will probably not be awake, but... We can go and deal with that after we see if he might have any ideas about where it may have gone. You know, he does not mind getting into trouble. That is how Odart is. So that, unless anyone has a better idea, I think we might want to go and see if we can find him. That, that does sound good. Uh, did you actually get to go to the beach day thing? Because you just kind of dropped that casually and I definitely didn't get to go to that. Well, that tells me about a lot of things that happened. I didn't go, but there was apparently some interesting things that happened. Um, I'll tell you about it later. I'm very curious what beach days have to do with yogurt, but yeah, no, we should probably focus up. Well, um, did Mr. Orlo go somewhere? Orlo and Yarvim always go out during the holidays that are on the lake. Yeah, Orlo and Yarvim, like, will pretty consistently, like, be out during holidays just enjoying each other's company. It's very fun listening to Drew trying to recap my lore. <laughs> I, like, I took so many notes, and I'm just like, I have to flip through things, because I, like... You're really, if you're I, really if I'm, not if I'm, doing too badly. If I'm working with my own world, I can just BS whatever, like, if you come up with something, I'll be like, yes or no, and just riff, but I'm just like, this is an established world, and so there's, like, rules... <laughs> And, like, if I fuck up something and, like, we accept it too hard, then Jordan will come back later and be like, you changed this whole thing about this character now. So you think we should go find Odart? Yes. I think that that would be the first place we can go check, and if we need to get into any kind of trouble, I'm sure he will not mind helping. Yeah, and the manual does say to avoid uh, Rick Slavenly and Little Rick, so... It's a little moist down there. I'm it not too... It is extremely moist. I do not care for it. Not this early in the morning. 
I feel right at home. E even when he undulates, because that is very unnerving to watch. There's that cool tattoo guy down there, though. Yeah, no, he's pretty sick. I like him. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I can't wait to get paid. I would very much like to get a tattoo from him. Oh, which one are you thinking of? Has Timid been, like, saving up for a tattoo from Nelk? Aw, aw, I like that. That's cute. Yes. Aw, yeah. So anyway, shall we plot? Yeah, probably. I feel like that would be a good idea. So you do get to, um, you get to Odar's room, because you are familiar with, because you guys do hang out every so often. And, uh, his door, which is usually firmly locked, and, like, you have to do a special knock to get into, is actually cracked open. Ah. Uh, huh. Hmm. Interesting. She's gonna do the knock anyway, and then, like, slowly creak the door open and be like, Odart! You in here? You receive no answer. Odart? She, like, opens the door and, like, is gonna start looking around. His room is, like, his room is normally, like, kind of messy. Like, it's kind of like, you know, like, you know, kid room messy. His room looks as though it has been absolutely ransacked. Oh my! This is what happens when small children don't have supervision. This is not normal. But you do also notice some coffee on the ground. Like the floor is like sticky with coffee. Well, either espresso got in here or that child has had caffeine, in which case we're all dead. Actually, now that I think about what I just said, I think we're dead either way. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well... That's a problem. Give me some, uh, give me some investigation checks to look around. <laughs> oh, good, this went so well the first time. I'm gonna use a different dice. Let's see if this goes any better. Nope. And, Christina, you get advantage because you're actually familiar with this room. Thank God. Hey, I rolled a 16. Not bad. It is not bad. Uh, <laughs> my advantage did not help. <laughs> All right, so we'll say, um, and, and uh, Jordan, how'd you do? Dark has received. A ten. So better than last time, but still not great. Yeah, I got a nine. <laughs> Dark Edge was not the worst. <laughs> I should not have planned this encounter before, like, actually looking at how you guys' investigation stuff. I have a plus four. I just keep rolling I like, pulled it shit. back up and yeah, I was same. like, oh no. <laughs> no, my investigation's not yeah, bad. I banking my on you guys being good at investigation. Now I remember when I put this together, I was like, oh, their investigation's pretty good. I can do, like, some... D like, don't bank like, everything on work. a roll. <laughs> I was like, okay, we got two out of three people that have a really good investigation, and, like, you're all three rolling, so, like, I could expect one of the three of you to get above, like, a ten. One of us did! <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of you did, and so I will reveal the information to that person. Wait, so the funniest part is that I have, um, absolutely no advantage. <laughs> Timid had, like, zero advantages in the situation. Timid just, like through pure blind luck of the universe recognizing that she is a precious little bean and just wanting to help her out. Dennis and Artemis were just too busy competing with each other, trying to out-investigate and then compromise us both. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're both trying to out-Sherlock Holmes each other, but, like, they don't realize that, like... We're trying too hard. In that arguing, they're not... Like, in that arguing trying too hard, they're not getting anything done. And so, like, timid, like, yo... By, like, actually trying to, like, figure things out and also, like, the thing I said about the universe just granting her a stroke of luck. She kind of, like, one, kind of has a flash of realization, like, going back to where you guys were in the kitchen, that with 
the people gone that are gone and like you know the fact that you know that like Rick doesn't really like you know, leave his area during his like kind of weekend long rager the only person who could really reach up that high besides Timid who's on base right now would be Odart because he floats you know in hindsight that's actually really obvious we should have thought about that yeah, it's almost as if the DC for it was a 10, and I expected one of you to be able to break that so I could just say, like, yeah, it's uh, free. <laughs> Odart, because he can float. Odart floats. He probably has it. So, like, Artemis is, like, on the ground. Like, she's, like, licking the coffee. She's, like, trying to figure out, like, <laughs> and, and her, her and Dennis are, like, full on, like, trying to do things. And they're, like, angrily, like, no, you have to understand that it's, like, if it's in this direction, then that's how it would be going. And then all of a sudden, I'm assuming Timid butts in with, ah. Hey, um, um, guys, um. <clears throat> oh, hi, Timid. What's up? Oh, Dart, he can float. He could reach the coffee cup. Yeah, but it wasn't there, so I don't see how that helps. Oh. Oh. Oh, my God. Shit. <laughs> now, what, t- Timid, what you also figure out is that, like, through your kind of, like, cursory glance through the room, like, you, um... See, like, you know, everything kind of, like, tossed around the room is, uh, like, you know, just, like, you know, like, a big fracas. Like, it look, it does appear as though there was, like, a, like, a significant struggle in this room. What's more, you also notice a, uh, a small box peeking out from underneath Odart's bed. I'm gonna grab it! Huh, never seen this on ground level before. <laughs> <laughs> so, Timid, you grab the box, and you recognize this as a, um, a magical item called a box of convenience. <laughs> Uh, a box of convenience is a very peculiar item in that um, it will stay locked and like is unopenable by any kind of uh, means, magical or unmagical, until you truly need what is within the box. <laughs> ah, so the box of plot convenience. <laughs> um, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Oh my god. <laughs> the box of shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> box and shut the fuck up, George. Hey, Timid, see if it's time for us to open it yet. <laughs> well, Artemis sees Timid reaching for a box and she's just like, oh, be careful. Depending on what you are just grabbing, it may be Odart's notes on the fanfiction that he writes. And I don't know if you want to read any of the things that he writes. I will I will say just like based off your history together, you know where he keeps those notes and that's in a different box. Well, she just doesn't see the exact box. She just sees her reaching for a box shaped item and she's like, oh, be careful. Because everything is in disarray. That could be the teenage oh, version of an X-rated story. Oh yes, I really, I really would rather not see his um dirty musings about the one with the Herculean tail. Oh, you mean the assassin with the sick ass? <laughs> no. That one. Yes, yes, that one. Yeah, she's awesome. I like her. She's a little scary. Jordan, take that back. I will not. Take it back. It's canon. <laughs> She's a little scary, honestly, but she's also very cool. I'm just, now, because Jordan said the assassin with the sick ass, and I was like, now, it's, it, I don't want that to become, like, It is canon. It is canon line. according to it's the It's not Riddler. your character, I know it's oh. canon, I just don't want to, like, I was like, ah, oh, now it's gonna be like, and I'm saying the assassin with the sick ass. Look, that, like that ass has that to be, hard. that ass has to be thick because of the Herculean tail. There's no other way for it to support it. I love it. Like, <laughs> seriously. Uh, damn it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't support heft like that without that dump truck butt. <laughs> oh my 
God. Moving along. Moving fully along. Moving along. Guys, we figured out how to get you to focus. <laughs> Moving along. Just talk about Saith's ass. Dear God. <laughs> All right, so. So wait, the box of convenience, I can open it up and. You can't open it up. It's fully locked, but you can only open it when you need what's inside. We're not at that part of the story yet. Okay, so open it up during uh, during uh, the climax of a plot. Got it. And what you also realize is that, like, you know, of the three of you, you're kind of the more, like I said, the more responsible one. So I will say you're also, like, more familiar with your internship packet, particularly because you had to look through it to see how much damage was done by the coffee. Yep. Uh, you know there's a, you know, in case of emergency type section for, like, you know, gives you light blurbs on, like, different sections of a case of emergency and you would um, extrapolate that one of the things that would be an emergency is if the person in charge of teleporting people everywhere is missing. Okay. Oh! Brightside, as long as he's missing, we have more time to get the coffee. <laughs> oh, that's a true point. No one can get back. Order out. But... I feel as though him being missing might be a little more important than the boss's coffee. I mean, I like surviving sure? to the next day, so I think they are equally important, Timid. Okay, so... But yes, we should go and do whatever it is that you were saying the handbook suggested if he goes missing. Yes. It is a very short section that says, In the event of Odarth missing, go to the teleportation room. There is a small keypad on the wall. Dial this number and it will get you into contact with Greta. I wonder who Greta is. He's never mentioned her before. I'm also very curious who Greta is. <laughs> Someone I made up for plot convenience. I mean, a character who is much beloved and has been on the base um, uh -huh. all this time. Uh -huh. Okay, well, I guess we should go down and figure out who Greta is. Um... So, yes, that would be appropriate. Um, however, I'm just a little bit worried that, um, you know, all of this back and forth, it's going to take some time. And by the time that we actually find the boss's coffee mug, it might be, you know, about dinner time and we're going to get in trouble anyway. Perhaps we should inform somebody. No, no, I think Definitely we'll be okay. <laughs> okay. Don't we'll worry, we can handle this. Later. We're interns. <laughs> we have unassumed confidence for no reason. We've been yep. doing this for about a month, and already we know we are better than everyone else on base. All right, let's go. All of this checks out. <laughs> <laughs> there are two types of interns. There are interns that are like, I will not move unless told because I am afraid that I will, like tip something over that, like, causes the domino effect that burns this place down and everyone will look at me and then I'll sink into the earth. Me. And then there is, I have been doing this for an hour and I have mastered it because I am the greatest thing on earth. That college confidence, the I know better than everyone because I'm taking a class on this. Meanwhile, like, I read into the fearful glore and I'm like, okay, she respects authority. <laughs> Authority? What's that? <laughs> my parents told me that I should do some soul searching and figure out what I want to do with my life, and I said, no, I like doing what I'm doing. That reminds me of the time that my parents tragically died fighting banshees. Ah, oh, yes, and they don't send you pastries every holiday. No, definitely not. That's my, um, 
Wait a minute, did you just say banshee? Yeah. Didn't you say goblins before? No, that'd be stupid. <laughs> goblins are nerds. It was definitely banshees. Just the like the bold dismissiveness of no, that would be stupid. That was roughly twenty minutes ago. <laughs> I put a lot of thought into Dennis. <laughs> All right, so do we make our way, so we make our way over to the keypad? Yes. Just assume any of this banter is while we're walking. This is just us yeah. like nagging on each other. <laughs> yes, we we do the plot stuff. You're doing the plot stuff. You key the thing in. You you hear a little uh, ring, another ring. Another ring, then the sound of like you know, kind of like a, a crystal picking up. You have reached Greta the Diviner. How can I help you? Ah, uh, h- hello, Miss Greta. Um, my name is Timid. I'm a, a-, a fearbulk with. Wait, 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 wait. Your name is Timid. Uh, y- y- yes. You are a fearbulk. I see this for I see the future. <laughs> That's the part she picked up on. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And you are calling me from Damned. Uh, There's a meta part of me that wants to do a roll, but Dennis would not think this. (laughs) (laughs) But I think I know what you're doing. You're calling me from Damned because of an emergency. Wow, that's so um, incredible that you knew that. Yes, that's a thing. Yes, I am very good. I am Greta the Diviner. I can um, see the future. Odart is missing. Wait. You call me because the little one is named Odart. He is missing, yes? Can I make a roll? Nobody is this stupid. <laughs> Nobody is this stupid. You may, make a, you may make an inside roll. This person is amazing. <laughs> wow, she's very good. <laughs> Her inside exceeds normal limits. Okay. It's like she knows what we are doing as soon as we say it. Twelve. I will not roll. Okay, so I got a thirteen. Wow, she's very good. It's like she knows what we are going to say before we say it, or just as we say it. No, the the DC is like low. Like only Dennis like fully (laughs) believes that she's actually telling the future. You guys, it's like this is. uh, she she's she's doing a thing like she apparent like yo okay she may have some actual magical ability but like this person is like kind of a, a scammer but she's the person you need to talk to. Artemis is fully aware of this and she's still playing into it just to mess with Dennis. <sighs> I don't want Dennis to know this information, so I refuse to let him. Yes, ma'am. That's <laughs> that is that is the reason for us calling. Our then, if you require my assistance, then you should look. Behind you. I fucking knew it. Dennis looked behind him. <laughs> In a puff of purple smoke that <laughs> if you passed the insight check earlier, you can tell she kind of just threw down as a smoke bomb. <laughs> Dennis, you believe she fully like appeared in the smoke is just like an after effect of it. <laughs> and then she goes, Ha ha! Design, Greta the Diviner. How can I be of service? Truly one of the most powerful beings this earth has ever seen. Whatever earth is. Timid's gonna Timid's gonna share a look with Artemis. Like just <laughs> Oh help me God. <laughs> Artemis winks at her and then looks at Dennis. She's just like, ah oh, yes, a very, very great person. Uh presumably we would have to reach out to them if our Odart goes missing since he's so capable. 
So only someone more powerful than Odart would need to be of our assistance here. Yes, of course. I am the most powerful divination wizard that has ever lived on these nine realms. But to find our friend Odart, hmm, this will be difficult. Luckily, because I have been trusted with this uh, very great honor, I have a uh, special tool to help find Odart. So Greta reaches into like her um, satchel and pulls out what looks to be like a small, like, kind of glowing stone with like a smaller glowing stone set in it that's blinking red. I said, this is what is known as a tracking fob. It will track the Odart if he happened to get lost or stolen away. Artemis narrows her eyes at this lady. She's just like, are you telling me that you put a tracking device on you an operative Odart like a dog? Of damned? <laughs> yes, like a puppy. What? Greta did not chip Odart. That Greta seems, is just the person uh, who holds on to the fob. But you're not denying that he was chipped. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Was he aware that he was chipped? I feel like this is something that needs to be reported to HR. What if, but what if Thryad is the one that did it because Odart can be a lot? Okay, no, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, it's like... I mean, I don't know. I know, I... My my knowledge of Odart is kind of limited. I don't, like, hang out with him a lot, but he is kind of a lot. It, uh, it adds up. It adds up. Anyway. And granted, he does, um... He is both integral to the operations of Damned and also a little bit of a dick sometimes. So, like... He, uh, he accumulates a lot of enemies. This seems more like a, like a safety thing. Honestly, considering the things that I have been able to see him do, it would not surprise me if he just decided to randomly go out and fight his own enemies for himself if he was bored. Although that would probably still be boring for him. So that's why he usually just writes weird stories. No, 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 no. You don't understand. If he were to go out to fight all of his enemies, that was more like a Wednesday thing for him. It's the weekend. Yes. Anyway, how does this device work? <laughs> oh, so it has two functions. One, uh, when you are near the old art, the blinking will blink faster. Right now, it blinks very slow because old art is presumably quite far away. And two, it can help you teleport near him with enough of a magical charge, which Greta can provide. And she like throws some confetti into the air from her hands. Dennis blinks during the interval that happens, so he thinks Confetti just appears. <laughs> Amazing! Oh, you poor creature. Don't worry, we'll find him. Alright, so, everyone gather on teleportation circle. Quickly, quickly. So Artemis walks up to the teleportation circle, and, like, she's just like, alright, let's go. And she pulls out a soda from that she took from the fridge earlier. Did you just pull a bingo? <laughs> <laughs> that was adorable. Please continue. <laughs> Is everybody on the pad? <laughs> nah, Dennis goes off and fucks around for the rest of the session. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Just, okay, everyone's on the pad. So Greta like starts to like wave her hand and like chant some incantations while waving the tracking fob in the air. As she does so, you do actually start to see her actually catch, cast magic, and, you're, and she is actually like fully a wizard. She just like plays up the showmanship a lot. Uh, that being said, so like you start to see like your arcade energy swirl around you. You've used the teleporter once or twice before, and usually it's a much like smoother thing. 
Right now, it's um like shaking around and like jostling, and like the energy seems to be a lot more free flowing. You can tell that this is not the way it's meant to be used. Um, and Greta is kind of like um using the 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 teleportation circle, the the tracking fob, um, in her own magic as kind of a workaround. This is kind of the emergency way to teleport somewhere when um Odart is not around. It's not really meant to be used um very often. Um. With this, you can kind of um, discern those of you with like you know, a little bit more of a magical background uh, that um, you're going to need to get Odart to get back because this will not be able to be done again. And nose goes on whoever has to break the news if this breaks the teleportation circle. <laughs> she touches her nose. Wait, what? <laughs> Greta has touched her nose. Greta, like while doing the incantation, has already touched her nose. Like as you said it. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like Timid would definitely also touch her nose, but be Timid, Timid, Timid's whole hands are like <laughs> both already on her nose, <laughs> and she's fighting not to vomit from the motion sickness. <laughs> All right, it's concluded that Dennis is the one that will have to break the news if this breaks. Wait, that's a possibility? I don't know. Don't worry about it. And then um, Greta um, throws a key fob to Dennis. <laughs> yeah, well. the, the tracking fob to Dennis. Oh, oh. I very much need my feet to be on solid ground now. Now the, the teleportation is still taking place, but as you see, like um, you're leaving Greta, like you'll leave some parting words. She says like, "Now remember, as you look for the the uh, and like she's casting a spell, and her eyes fully roll back into her head, and her eyes glow with arcane light for a half second." It looks as though this is just kind of like a part of the the ritual that she's performing, um, until like you know her head like snaps forward, and meets with you, Artemis. And it says, "Artemis, the bard, the scribe." Yes. Heed my words. To defeat the villain, you must think what strokes a man's basal instinct. <laughs> Your young friend, you shall return, but his greatest shame, you must learn. And then you teleport away. I'm scared. <laughs> Artemis is curled up and it looks like she's about to throw up, but it's because she's laughing so hard. <laughs> and so like um, you guys go through the teleportation and like is again, you've teleported before. And it's just it's been kind of like a, a swoop, swoop, drop into like a, a new floor. Like you know, there's a slight sensation of motion, but not really. This feels like you were put into like a wormhole tunnel and you're kind of like bouncing around the sides. Like, uh, pop, 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 like, all the way through. Like, you're the the clothes in a dryer, or, like, the cl- like just bouncing around, like, top and bottom. And you guys kind of land in not even really, like, a teleportation circle, just in kind of, like, a field outside of a teleportation, like, circle, like, building near a small town. Do we know this town? Uh, you guys get up, look around. And you're not immediately familiar with the town, but in, like, your kind of distance, you do see, like, two town guards. I was really hoping he was still on base. This is going to potentially be a problem. Agreed. But it appears that there are some people, so I guess we can go and talk to them and see at least if we can figure out where we are. Yes, I agree. I think that would be the best route to choose. That was a very bumpy ride, eh, Timid? I bet that does not give you any hope for when you eventually learn how to fly. What? 
We, <laughs> you you do it through it, right? And eventually you'll learn how to fly. And in thunderstorms, it can be kind of chaotic. So. <laughs> no. No. I assume um, it'll be like that. No, I. I have. No chance of my feet ever leaving the ground. <laughs> ever. At any point in time. <gasps> also no fish either. It's like the reverse flying. You're in the water, but you're you're still not on ground. Oh my god. I guess if you were a crab, you could be on the sand at the bottom, but Can we please go talk to the guard? <laughs> you were we're walking there. I mean if you want to walk faster. You guys walk up to the guards. They both kind of spin around to you in unison. They're both like, you know, they're not like twins, but they're both pretty like similar looking like blonde humans. Like, you know, one has kind of like, you know, uh, like a crew cut and one just kind of has like um, one of those like swoopy like emo boy haircuts. But they're both like pretty like, you know, generic young guy looking. And um, one goes, hello, guys. How you doing? Oh, God, we're in dude bro territory. I do not know what the dude bro is. That's for but, the best. <laughs> Hi, hello. We are from Damned. Um, we ended up here, and we don't know where here is. Wow. So you guys are... You know, you, well, this is, a, this is a wonderful little town. Welcome to San Mocolate. Yeah, dude, uh, territory. The coffee capital of the Nine Realms. What? My name is Chet. And he, um, his partner speaks up like, And my name is Chaz. Welcome. Chats and Chaz. Oh, no, 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 sorry. My name is Chet, and his name is Chaz. Chet and Chaz. No, dude, I'm pretty sure my name is Chet and your name is Chaz. I, I can't remember, actually. <laughs> names are hard. All right, hey, right, hold on. Okay, on three. We're going to say our names. Okay. We don't One, even have two, names. three. Chet, Chaz. Chaz, Chet. You know what? I, I kind of like being Chet. You know, I also kind of like being Chet. We're just going to both be Chet. Okay, guys, so we talked it over, and we both decided that our name is Chet. Okay. They, like, look at you smiling, like, kind of vacantly. So, when this is the coffee capital, do you also sell coffee accessories? Oh, what do you mean? Like, you know, like, you know, like little, uh, like, hats that have, like, a coffee bean on them, or, like, t-shirts that have, like, a coffee bean on them, or, like... Like, for no particular reason at all, a mug that might say most efficient boss. Though, do you have those other things? <laughs> <laughs> also, yes. We have all those things, but um, mainly if we have any, like, coffee mugs, they're just things like, you know, a coffee mug that has, like, a bean on it, or, like, a travel coffee mug that has, like, a coffee bean on it. Most of our stuff has a coffee bean on it. Oh. That seems incredibly unimaginative. <laughs> no, 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 it's very imaginative. You just don't Is understand. <laughs> You're not artistic enough. <laughs> You can see, like, behind them in, like, the middle distance is a sign that just says, uh, Welcome to San Mocha Latte, and it has a picture of a coffee bean on it. <laughs> no, 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 see, see, it's very autistic, you just aren't, you aren't looking at it hard enough, you have to get closer. Also, have either of you seen a child that has been very hyped up on coffee have run through here? Well, fly, probably, but same idea. Huh, actually, we don't, like... Have very many kids in town. This is more like a, you know, more like a business town and kind of like a tourist destination. We don't really see kids pretty often. Uh, and then Chet looks to other Chet and says, I mean, there was that one guy who showed up who, like, um, you know, kind of 
started really like rooting the party and like throwing around a whole bunch of crazy magic bombs and stuff. Sounds like our guy. That guy. Oh yeah, that guy. That guy was really harsh. Yeah. He wasn't a kid though. Yeah, he wasn't. Did he swear what like if, a sailor? What if he had a kid with him? I didn't see a kid with him though. He did have a big squirming sack on his back. That could be it. Nah, that doesn't make sense. What did the other guy look like? Um, he just looked like this, like, big, like, weird-looking dude. Like, um, I don't know why this name comes to mind, but he looked like Waluigi, kind of. I would like to leave now. (laughs) (laughs) He's just... All right, so I'm going to try to explain how Waluigi looks without saying Waluigi. Uh-huh. No, please, go ahead. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm very interested. So he's, like, really, like, long and lanky, and he's got, like, this, like, really big nose and, like, kind of sharp ears, but not quite, like, elven, just kind of, like, I don't know, just, like, this big sharp ear. The one thing that was kind of odd is that um he seemed almost kind of, like, half dead or something. Chet, what do they call those? I don't know, like... Like a zombie or something? Nah, zombies are all like, bleh. this guy was like... Like a vampire? No, no. Nah, vampires are like different. This guy was like part skeletal and like part like fleshy. Uh, what do they call him? Like a lich or something? Excuse me? You know, now I think about it, it was definitely a lich. Hey, Drew, quick question for you. Yeah? Why? Um, Why Waluigi Lich? (laughs) Because. (laughs) Honestly, though, we've been throwing all the other shit at him. Why not Waluigi Lich? (laughs) Lich. (laughs) Lich. No, that's just what he is on the internet. (laughs) Why not the Waluigi Lich? (laughs) Well, that's definitely not what we're looking for, so we need to avoid that at all costs. (laughs) I want nothing to do with that. I mean, I don't know. That sounds kind of cool. Wait, what did you say about the... Squirming sack on his back. Oh god damn it! <laughs> oh, I mean, it doesn't sound like it would be related to your guys' thing, but he did have like a bag on his back that was like squirming around and like making noises. Uh, what kind of noises are they? I would say they were Which noises of distress, my dude. Go? Yeah, they did sound like noises of distress. Did the noises of distress sound like they were saying a lot of profanities? We couldn't understand them, but. The cadence of them would suggest a string of swears. Son of a bitch. That sounds about right. <sighs> yes, our, our friend wanted to know which way they went. Which way did they go? Oh, uh, they totally went that way. And they both like point in the same direction in like unison. And I say, actually, tell you what, we'll take you. And I start like walking off towards town. They, they didn't even let us answer. That was a little creepy. I'm not gonna lie, I don't fully trust Chet. Or Chet. Nah, Chet's fine. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trust me, Why I'm good at reading people. Why are we doing this? So the boss doesn't <laughs> kill us? And Odart doesn't kill us. No, no, no. I mean, the Chet and Chet thing. Because well, that's, that's their, their names. names. Huh. You need to learn to listen to people when they talk to him at God. Anyway, let's go. You guys make your way towards the town, led by Chet and Chet. Um, you guys weren't too, too far off. Uh, you just go through, like, a couple trees, and then you get to, like, a small, like, kind of, like, yo. Know, like, a medium, like, yo, know, charming size, like, village. Like, you know, very, like, yo, know, standard thoroughfare. Just, like, yo, know, a lot of, like, yo, know, almost entirely coffee shops. 
uh, and that like this is kind of like you know the like I said like you know the the coffee capital of like the nine realms. So it's like you know they've like refined a lot of like you know brewing and such like techniques. And um, now you kind of start to remember the name San Mocha Latte, and that it's the name on the bag of the coffee that you grind for Ryan in the morning. But um, what you're also noticing is that like yo. Know, the you know the festivities of like that are usually going on for the um, monstrous race like um, uh, autumnal unity festival thing, kind of aren't like you know they were like they should still like generally like be like you know in full swing at this time of like night before it ending. It usually tends to go like right up until the like last minute when everyone just kind of disperses and like goes back to their day. But it seems like there's kind of like unrest around it. And that, like, there's kind of, like, you know, a lot of, like, like murmuring and such, as though someone has drawn a lot of attention to themselves, which it isn't hard for you to figure out who. Uh, and that you see the described uh, Waluigi-looking-ass lich floating above everyone, again, on his back, a squirming sack. And he, uh, says out there, what, like, Ooh, you and your stupid festivities and your dumb unity. Let's sow a little bit of chaos, courtesy of... Lord Bonington! And from the crowd, someone goes, I think somebody did that one already! And he goes, Oh, um, courtesy of the Boner Lord! And like a guitar riff plays in the background. <laughs> Artemis is not containing her giggles. And so he casts a magical spell that shoots out in like, you know, different like rainbow colors, and like the different rainbow colored bolts strike like several different points in the ground. And from the points on the ground where those bolts hit, these huge, like, rounded top, like, structures come out of the ground, like, all of different, like, like, technicolor uh, persuasions just rise up, like, roughly about, like, the size of a building, like, you know, like, you know, knocking over, like, all the other little coffee shop people, like, diving out of the way to get out of the way of these things. You kind of notice that these, like, big structures, like, you know, once they reach their full height, they're actually just, like giant gumdrops and they open up and like from inside of them like this like sickening like sweet candy ooze you can smell it from where you are it like spills out and with the ooze spilling out bodies tumble out from them that stand up and they have like this candy coated like rotting flesh and exposed bone and you are looking at just a legion of candy zombies. And as you look at the scene in front of you, like the, you know, the chaos, your eyes meet with the boner lord, and he kind of like catches eyes with you guys and says, Later, fuckos! And teleports away. <laughs> oh, that guy is so cool. Is that the word we're using for it? What? I mean, can you teleport away like that? I can't. What's no, but I also know I could, you could name yourself something better than Boner Lord. <laughs> what? You know, like Dark Edge. What? Ah, oh, yes, like Dark Edge. It's a much cooler name. That's the weirdest looking submergent scones I've ever seen. I know that they are very popular in lots of different towns, but I mean, that one does not look normal. Roll initiative. <laughs> the zombies roll initiative. Oh, God. Eight. Ten. Why are we all rolling so bad? 11? God, we suck. I know. Well, that's a plus five initiative bonus, guys. How do you have a plus five? Jesus. Do you remember my rolls? 
All right. So as you guys enter the fray, uh, on initiative 13, because they didn't roll very good and they are just zombies, yet still somehow better than all of you guys. You guys are having a real bad time with rolling. The zombies are going to come at you. Now, in this situation, you guys uh, notice like your kind of three um, immediate things that you need to do. One, you're gonna need to clear out some zombies to like you know, really get in there. Two, you're gonna have to try to like watch out for townspeople and try to keep them safe. And three, these gumdrops are clearly where the zombies are coming from, and they should probably like not be there anymore to really uh, stop the situation. Good so far. Yep, tracks. Scary. Quite scary. And so, Christina, you're going to take two zombie attacks from two zombies near you. I'm going to start doing the voice. You're going to take two zombie attacks from two zombies near you. Well, they're going to swing at you. One hardcore misses because that was a four on the die. The other one got an 18 to hit. Does that hit? That hits. All right, and he is going to do two damage. Ooh. Katie near you is one zombie. He also misses because I apparently can't roll very well either. And Jordan near you are another two zombies. That was going to be a 16 to hit. Does that hit? That is my armor class. All right, then that's going to hit. The other one does miss, though. He rolled a natural two. Oh, shit. It's like five damage. Sorry. Uh... And also on this initiative, um, you notice two villagers in danger that didn't get uh, out of the way in time. That's going to be Christina's turn. Okay. Did only Jordan's character notice the villagers? I know. Everyone has uh, noticed the villagers. Okay. Um, (laughs) The threshold to notice the danger was five damage. (laughs) (laughs) And how close are Jordan and Katie's characters to me? Uh, I'd say you guys were kind of like, since you were conversing, you're all at like general conversation distance when you rolled up. So you're pretty close to one another. We are completely blocking off a sidewalk and it is pissing off a lot of people. Oh, for sure. Does any particular townsperson look more important than any of the others in the area? Um, <laughs> that was not a question I was prepared to answer, so let's, do a, let's roll something. Let's roll the value of human life. Wait, wait. Chris. Yeah? Okay. Hold action. Hold my action? Mm-hmm. I will say before you decide whether to hold your action or not, because of the roll I made, Christina, one of them you recognize as a very prominent publisher. <laughs> I guess they were here, like, yo, because they love, like, yo, sitting down at a coffee shop and, like, reading over some notes for their new manuscripts that they're going to be publishing this season. And uh, I wrote... I was like, all right, let's see if this person's important. Uh, other person just like roll very low, and then I rolled a natural twenty for importance. <gasps> oh my goodness, it's JBB Fulkian. Sure, sure, that's their name. That's their, na- <laughs> their name is JBB Fulkian. I will not challenge that. <laughs> Jordan is right. DMing is hard. Yeah, yeah, it is. Now I have to write down JBB Fulkian, and that's a person yeah, in this. It's a publisher. That- God damn it, Christina. Yeah, Chris, Chris, hold your action. All right, Timid, if you're saying you have an idea, I will wait for to see what you do. <laughs> All right, so Timid is going to disengage from the 
the the zombie attacking her. And we're still outside, right? Like the we're just like worried about the spectators. Yeah, you're worried about um like uh, keeping the spectators safe and uh you know smashing zombies and uh you know getting rid of the giant gumdrops okay. of which the zombies originate from. Katie, okay, yeah, I do also want to toss out disengage is a full action. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. Yep. Never mind. Never mind. You're not a rogue anymore. I'll take the hit. I'll take the hit if I have to. All right, you're going to take an attack of opportunity, which I will roll now for this singular zombie. Yeah, these zombies might knock you out. All right, that's an 18 to hit, and that is three damage. Ha, okay. I'm fine. All right, so I ran past him. I'm going to use Mold Earth to put up a like a uh, a stone wall up from the roadway and in front of the sidewalk so protecting the citizens hmm right, read me the the language of mold earth real quick mold earth so let me see if you target an area you can instantaneously excavate it, move it along the ground and deposit it five feet away. This movement doesn't have enough force to cause damage. Hmm. Alright, it does say that the movement doesn't have enough force to cause damage. I was going to make the villagers like roll like a dex save, but I won't make them do that. So I'll say I think if I remember correctly, Mulder. Like the maximum we can do is a five foot by f- um, five foot like cube. Yeah. You choose a portion of dirt or stone to make a five foot cube. All right. So you can make a wall that will protect one of the people while they escape. I'm thinking D and D grid rules. Like a five foot uh, cube is like um, what one uh, creature um, will occupy. That makes sense. Because I am five foot. So you can choose one person. Joe Schmo or Mr. Falcon. You can save JBB Falcon <laughs> or... Tim. The other person, Timmy. All right, you do the wall and a great wall of earth and stone erupts in between the zombie and which village did you choose? Save JBB Falcon! I need to get him to sign some of my work so that it is worth more later. All right, so I'll save JBB Falcon with the wall. Uh, so the wall erupts in between the zombie and JBB Falcon, and it's in true dramatic fashion. He has fallen back on his, you know, his. He's, he's wearing like you know, like a fancy pants and like a waistcoat and like you know, his little like you know, uh, newsboy hat, and he's, he's like he's dropped papers everywhere. He's like no. The manuscript sees it going to be the next great novel. I'm too important to die. No. And then a wall of earth erupts in between him and the zombie, saving him. And he looks back and he sees Timid standing triumphantly after um, saving his life. And he says, oh, th- thank you. Thank you a thousand times over. Tell me, what can I ever do to repay you? Um... Oh, uh, well, uh, my friend over there, she wants you to read some of her stuff. I'm... Her name is Artemis, and she's with the... with Damned, so contact her. But get out of here and get safe. Artemis, I will remember the name. And then he, like, full sprints away. Yes! (laughs) Thousand percent gone. (laughs) (laughs) 
I will roll a raw luck check like later on to um, see how well he remembers the name Artemis. (laughs) (laughs) Artemis is so excited. Oh, hey, um, can I take Wild Shape as a bonus action? Is Wild Shape a bonus action? I think for her it is, because she's a circle of moon. Oh, yeah, that's right. Then you can bonus action Wild Shape. Yay. What do you turn into? Okay, so let's go with the dire wolf. And so, uh, as JVB Folkier runs away, he's like, Artemis, I'll remember the name, of course. And he runs past you, you like fully like Hulk out, turn into a wolf, and he goes, ah, ah, shit. (laughs) 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 I'll need to remember this in my next book. Oh, man, I thought he would be much cooler than that. Oh, no. He drops like a bunch more papers, like in surprise of you turning into like just this monstrously sized wolf, and like keeps running past you. He's like, "All right, Artemis Wolf, Artemis Wolf, got it, Artemis Wolf," and like runs away. I mean, that can be my name now. <laughs> <laughs> Mikola is a much less cool name than a wolf. All right. <laughs> See, now you're getting it. Now it is Artemis's turn. Okay. So there's only how many other villagers did you say were in danger before? There's one or two left. There is Timmy left, but at the top of each round, new villagers will be in danger. Okay. Well. So now there's Timmy, and Timmy's like, uh, Timmy looks to be like, uh, like 12. (laughs) How squishy does Artemis know that Dennis is or is not? Is is that you asking me for my stats? (laughs) As far as, like, them being interns that have, like, definitely probably sparred together, like, does she know if he can take, like, a hit from something? You have not sparred together. You are interns. What? You've been there, like, a month. You've had, like, very limited knowledge. Okay, fine. We, we don't, don't get, get the battle. training room. We don't get to use the training room. Never mind. Well... Like, you're technically allowed to use the training room, but there's so many stipulations on when you can use it, you don't use this training room. You're only allowed to use it in, like, the most off hours when no one else wants to use it, and so you've not touched the training room yet. So I assume within about five feet of me, there's the two zombies that hit me. The one that tried to hit Dennis, Dennis. Um, yeah. All right, I'm going to cast Sunderclap then. Good luck, Dennis. Please make a con save. And the zombies. It's okay. I'm a monk, so con is my specialty. Wait. Oh, hey, cool. Good roll. (laughs) Good. 15. You pass. Yes. Let me see what the zombies con is. So it's going to be a 13. Oh, it doesn't pass. Okay. Oh, fuck. Uh, I rolled. I'm just going to have them all like uh, collectively have that 13 so none of them pass. Oh, sweet. And that was a six on the die. All right. So they take six thunder damage and there's a burst of thunderous sound, which can be heard up to 100 feet away. I'm guessing Dennis I takes take no three. damage because he passed because it's a cantrip. Oh, it's a cant. Dope. Cool. Those zombies are dead. Nice. Good. <laughs> Thank goodness, that's three zombies. And then after they die... Now, as you see those three zombies die, you see from the gumdrops, like, kind of scattered around the field. I'm going to say there are three of them. There's three, like, big-ass gumdrops where the zombies are coming from. One from each of them, three new zombies form. I don't like that, and I'm going to write about it later. That would make a very interesting story. Hooray! But she's going to move towards one of the gun drops and she's going to also bonus action give a bardic inspiration to Dennis 
And when she does, she like flicks her writing utensil, since that's also her spell casting focus. It's like her special pen and a little like cute pen appears like by your head, Dennis. This goes very much against my aesthetic and Dennis requires, no, I mean, dark, damn it. <laughs> dark edge requires no assistance, but it is appreciated. And what that does for you, because that's her like college of creation thing is when you use it, it okay, so when you use your Bardic Inspiration, the moat will provide additional effect based on whether you're using the Bardic Inspiration for an ability check, an attack roll, or a saving throw. Okay. So I'll tell depending on when you use it, I will tell you if it does anything, because there's a lot of different things that happen. Oh, so I don't get to know what they might do. I just have to hope it's helpful. I mean, they're all helpful. It just, like, is cool. different things based off... It does different things. A little moat does different things for her Bardic Inspiration, depending on which of them you use it for. <laughs> all right, I... I I actually like not knowing, so yeah, we'll stick with that. Okay. So yeah, ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. Okay. And it's a d6 for her. And then that's my turn, I think. All right. It is now Jordan's turn. All right. So, Dark Edge, noticing that we have still left poor Timmy to die, (laughs) and feeling like, you know, despite being the dark, brooding, lone wolf that definitely never needs help from anyone ever for any reason, uh, feels like maybe we should save the boy, so I'm going to <laughs> use my movement to get over to said child, uh, going- Are ar- you doing a disengage? From- His is dead, remember? So, to- disengage oh, to what? Yeah, that's right, never mind. <laughs> no, I'm not, because I, I don't need to. This is why I, lo- like, I'm, like, theater of the mind is great, I love battle maps because they help me visualize. Yeah, no, theater is very difficult to do, but... Yeah, I'm gonna go specifically around the block that uh, Timid made, so I don't need to worry about getting hit by that other zombie, and so I can get around to the one accosting poor Timmy. Alright, you make your way up there, and the, the zombie's kind of be set upon Timmy, and he's like, No, no, please! Oh, someone please help me! Don't worry, you will be saved by the one, the only, Dennis Edge! I, I mean, Dark Harkold! I mean... Shut up! <laughs> and thank you, Dennis Edge! No, that wasn't it! I will remember your name forever! Shit! The great hero, Dennis Edge! No, that wasn't it! Shut up! I will scream it from the rooftops! I'll ride it on my chest! Please save me, Dennis Edge! Dennis momentarily considers letting the child die. But <laughs> <laughs> thinks better of it. <laughs> Alright, I would like to... Attack the zombie first. Alright, roll it. That is going to be a... 18 to hit. Oh, man. They have like a 28. No, you you hit. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Okay. And so I'm going to swing my uh, short sword at this thing. Specifically going for his leg. Because I'm also going to use my... Martial Adept Feet. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> Variant Human for the win! And do a trip attack. So I will be adding the superiority die to that, and I needed to make a strength saving throw or fall prone. I feel like you're assuming the zombie survives your attack. I mean, I realize. It does not make the strength saving throw. Alright, cool. So if it lives, then it will take additional damage. Uh, that is nine points of damage. You like, so you you come in and you like you fumble your name a bit and like the just a bit. Know, Timmy commits the fumbled name to memory and it feels like kind of like you know, a bad moment until you just like 
fully like drop to the ground for like a low sweep kick, kick the zombie's like leg out from underneath it, and its head like smashes on the ground where and it's like almost like perfectly like it does a full 360 flip the like one complete revolution through before its head smacks on the ground and like shatters into dust and then the rest of its body shatters in the dust. And then you stand up in like the du- the candy dust cloud of the shattered zombie. And like you have kind of a cool smoke movement, like you know, very Batman esque. Oh no, you're assuming something, which is that I'm done. No, I, I blast through that candy thing to get the other zombie because I assume I can reach it as well. And if not, I have forty fucking feet of movement. I'm guessing I can take five to hit this thing. You've got plenty of movement left to get to the other thing. So I will say, like in the narrative of the moment, like you straight shatter the zombie and then like whoosh away. Again, very Batman esque. And then Timmy just goes, Wow, that Dennis Edge is really something, huh? It's Dark Edge! I can't hear that, you're moving too fast. I really thought you were about to be like, Wow, that was shit! (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I thought it was cool. As much as I love it, I'm going to keep the, like, wow, that Dennis H. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to do monk stuff on this other one now. You may do monk stuff on the other one now, yes. All right, that's an, uh, that first one's going to be an 11 to hit. Oh, shit, yeah, there's a reason I used, like, zombies. Yeah, that hits. Yes! <laughs> Perfect. I was, I was like, I was putting this together. I was like, I'm going to be throwing a lot of these at you, and I want them to maybe kill you, but not definitely kill you. <laughs> And so I was like, zombies are always a good fit. Alright, and so that's going to be uh, five points of damage. You just kick through its chest, and it like, falls to the ground, grabs at the hole of its chest, and then turns to dust. Wow, I really did waste nice. that superiority die. <laughs> and as you, uh, is that the end of your turn? I was like to say, as I do that, you all notice Dennis is starting to breathe very heavily. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, cool. <laughs> Got that one done. Um... We're, we're done, right? Uh, two more zombies come out of the gumdrops. I think we need to get rid of the gumdrops first in order to keep them from getting more zombies, guys. Okay, cool. Uh, do you guys have, like, an orange slice or something? Because I can't do that again for a while. I <laughs> was kind of a one and done. This is why you shouldn't skip training sessions. We can't use the room unless we're supposed during the time we're supposed to be setting up Miss Ryan's coffee. <laughs> it's bullshit. Yeah, it is a huge like oversight. It's like that, like you guys get like um, time which you're allowed to use the training room, and it just like it always overlaps with other duties they've given you. So like you never really like get a chance. Like you technically have access, but you really don't. I'm not used to things surviving by one combo. It's all I have. That's all I got. The Dennis Edge special. Yep. Oh. The, the Dennis one and done. Dennis one oh, and done. God, no. <laughs> the Dennis one and done. Because oh, I have man. one superiority die. The Dennis one pump chump. Artemis quickly writes down the phrase Dennis one and done and then sticks it back in her notepad in her bag. No, don't write that down. <laughs> wow, the Dennis one and done. <laughs> now that you stop moving, Timmy can hear you again. And he's like, no! he was running away from the other zombie. Like, and he's like running past you after you've, just, you've killed the second one. And he goes, the Dennis one and done. No, shut up, kid. I mean, uh, shut up, kid. <laughs> 
MTV escapes. Why did he take so long to escape? <laughs> it comes back up to the top of the order. The zombies are beset upon one more villager. So, around... So, Christina, you have one zombie around you. Katie, you have one zombie around you. Dennis, you have three zombies around you. <laughs> At last! <laughs> A worthy challenge! Show him who's Holy shit! Yeah, cool. Um, you got, like, water bottles or something? I'm really tired. <laughs> so, Christina, your zombie attacks you. It misses. Katie, your zombie attacks you. It rolls a natural one, so I'm going to say it fucks up, like, so hard that you will have advantage on, like, when you try to hit it next. Or it, the next person that tries to hit the zombie in front of Katie gets advantage. Like, the zombie tries to hit you, but, like, it, like its knee is kind of bad, and it kind of, like, stumbles and, like, falls over. It's kind of sad. So these things are made of candy, right? Uh, yep. Uh, Dennis, first zombie misses. Cool. Second zombie misses. Loving this. Third zombie hits. Fuck! No, my one weakness, the third punch! Oh, God. (laughs) Third punch, zombie. You're gonna take four damage. Oh, (laughs) cool. And uh, I already did the the villager thing, so there is um, one villager in danger. It is a little elf girl. A little, little elf girl with pigtails and freckles and a bear, a little toy stuffed bear. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Because last time you asked me about the importance of the person, I was like, I didn't have that ready. So now, now you're making me make people. I was like, all right. They want me to make people, so fine. We're gonna make people. We're gonna make very real, and relatable, and care aboutable people. That wasn't the reason I asked. I'll tell you more about it later in the after show. Tell me their name. Give me their entire backstory. (laughs) Paint us a picture, word daddy. (laughs) Well, here's your picture. Your picture is an adorable little elf girl with pigtails and a stuffed bear, and she's very scared. She can't find. Okay. All right. Well. Every time you ask about the elf girl, I'm going to add another detail that makes it more sad. Okay, so these gumdrop things are just producing zombies? They are. How large are they? The gumdrop things? Yes. They're roughly about, like, house-sized. Excuse me? (laughs) That's huge. Not, like, modern house-sized, like, medieval house-sized, like, you know, kind of, like, the size of a shack. I guess in modern times, like, think of it like, you know, um... A gumdrop tool shed. shed. Yeah, a gumdrop tool shed. Like, they can comfortably house, like, like when you see, like, those she sheds. Like a she shed. She shed. Okay, so... Does it look stabbable? That's what I'm just trying to figure out. Um, yes. It looks like it's it's a big-ass gumdrop. (laughs) And you know gumdrops are known for their stabability. It's right on the packaging. I mean, mean you stab them with your teeth. One way of looking at it. (laughs) Alright, well... I will... I will stab it with my rapier, because I think it's my turn after you do that. Okay, well, that was a good hit roll. I hope a gumdrop can't avoid a 21. Oh, man, they've got a 25 AC. These are, like, super... St- no, you, you, you hit. It magically nice. warps out of the way. Oh, sweet. Okay, an 8 plus 4, 12 for the rapier attack on the... Gu- I really don't like this gumdrop. 
you do a significant amount of damage to that gumdrop, like it looks to be like it won't be able to take much more of uh, that kind of damage and still stick around. Oh, good. And then how is how is Dennis looking? Dark Edge is nigh unkillable and can definitely get away from these zombies and save the little girl. All right, well, I will also bonus action creative moat on the wolf for Timid as well. So you also get a bardic inspiration die and I will tell you it, what it does depending on how you use it. So same thing, she flicks her pen and a little like writing utensil appears by your head. So like, I my turn's next, right? I'm going to take another hit to bolt past the zombie on me to get to the little elf girl. Alright, so you take that attack of opportunity, the zombie. That's going to be a 17 hit. Does that hit? I think it does for dire wolf stats. I think a dire wolf is 14. Yeah, 14. Alright, and that's going to be 6 damage. Alright. So she's going to let out a little yip, but other than that, she's okay. She's going to bolt towards the little elf girl, and I'm just going to full on, like, eat the fucking zombie in front of her. All right, roll to attack. And I think if that little girl is considered your ally or a friendly creature, she would get pack tactics, right? I will allow it. All right, nice. Thirteen. That will hit. Eight damage. Alright, so you, you pick that, you run over, you pick that zombie up by like the scruff of his neck, toss it up in the air, and then he falls into your like open mouth and you just like crunch, crunch, crunch down on him and eat him. Oh god. <laughs> Delicious. Oh. <laughs> I'm just gonna like look at the little elf girl like, get out of here, kid. Can you talk as a wolf? I don't think so. So you growl at this little girl who runs off scared. <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't say growl. Roll a charisma save. I'm okay. Roll wait, 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 wait. Okay, charisma. I'm rolling it. Charisma check, charisma check. Rolling it. <laughs> How does a 12 do? Can I, like, I didn't get to tell the story. Can I, can I tell the story? What story? Like, y'all just, like, went ahead and were like, you growled at her. <laughs> I didn't say you growled at her. That was Jordan. Yeah, that was me. You said you looked at her. Yeah. And you're a full wolf that can't talk and, like, just, like, ate up the zombie and then, like, locked eyes with her. (laughs) (laughs) And the charisma check is to determine whether or not this is one of those, like, I feel the soul of the animal type things or if it's just like, oh, shit. Whether this little elf girl has a soul of a white lady inside of her who thinks the most aggressive dogs are cute or not. Okay, fair enough. That's a... Yeah. The, The elf girl, like... She doesn't, she doesn't, like, you know, immediately, like, burst into tears, but she does that thing that, like, a kid does where they go, and, like, starts running away, like, full sprint, crying. Oh, baby! But she is safe. Yay. All right, who's next? And, uh, if that's the end of your turn, Katie, then that's Jordan's turn. Dennis looks over somewhat to like, Oh, man, I want to do that. I mean, not the scare her thing, but, you know, like, the beat. Whatever, fine, I'll... I guess I'll just fight the... One, two... God damn, it's a lot. Uh, I mean, I'll just fight these three cowards. Get the gumdrops! <laughs> if you kill them, then it'll make more! Oh, right, yeah, I forgot about that. You guys are so unfocused, and I've said that 
I have mentioned the gumdrops and like I've made it very clear what is happening <laughs> this whole time. What an intern! Call play. <laughs> so rather than risk getting knocked the fuck out by three zombies, I'm going to expend a key point to step of the wind and disengage as a bonus action. Yep, seems legit. So that I might run over to the one that uh, Artemis is fighting. Now, I have a question for you. Uh, since I am within five feet of an ally, would we say that this gumdrop counts as an enemy structure? <laughs> for rogue-related... Yes. Are you asking yes. to okay, blank cool. the gumdrop? <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to follow your lead and stab it with my short sword, and because I'm within five feet of you, I get my sneak attack. <laughs> Does an 11 hit the gumdrop? Nope. Wow. It's a hard gumdrop. <laughs> I think it's less about does 11. it hit it and more does like it like bounce. Does it, it's like yeah, it's like this AC I'm talking about. Like it's it's still kind of a structure. The AC's not super high, but like you can't just like slap it with a wet fish and do damage to it. Like it's still like there. I stab it perfectly, but I stab it in the same place that Artemis already stabbed it, accomplishing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you've got to stab it in a different spot. Oh, this always works in my action scrolls. Ugh. What? Action scrolls. You are art! Uh, yes, sure. You wouldn't understand. Jordan, did you just pull the Stanley? It's called hentai and it's art thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it was referencing hentai, but, but yes. Oh, God. I mean, not what I did, at least. The original one obviously was. That's all I can do. Oh, damn. I used a bonus action already. Well, alright. Top of the next turn. So let's see. Christina, you have... Oh, you drew you drew the short end. Christina, you have three zombies around you. Dennis steps slightly to the left. <laughs> Dennis, like, looks over after, like, not stabbing things. Then sees, like, a zombie there. Just, like, again, he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, you got this. He also looks to, he looks to the other side of him and sees one more zombie by him. Dennis, you have one zombie by you. I can live with this. Katie, you have Katie, you have four zombies. Oh, God. <laughs> That's okay, Dennis. The zombies just know a threat when they see one. Whoa, whoa, hold on. <laughs> oh shit! You know, I think I think those three are actually like they're kind of close oh. to me too. If you think about it, so really, oh. I also have four zombies. Oh. If you think about it. <laughs> oh. And. There are two villagers in danger. God damn it. <laughs> um, one of the villagers is, um... I'm gonna reuse the elf girl, because that worked real good. Let's God damn it, not again! <laughs> Actually, no, no, I'm not, gonna re I'm not gonna do that. I won't take away, like, if you successfully save the villager, I'm not gonna put them back in danger. That, that's unfair. So, one of the villagers that is in danger is a... A shifter, but it looks to be like, um... Uh, like uh, 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 a monkey shifter, like um, like one of those um, like onsen monkeys, like those Japanese onsen monkeys. I can't remember what they're called. I think capuchins, something like that. And it's like you know, like uh, a dude. It looks like um, um, it's pretty like a. You don't want to judge by appearances, but you're just like I'm pretty sure by the fact that he has like a handlebar mustache that he's a barista. Also, we're in a coffee town. <laughs> yep. Also, you're in a coffee town. Better point. And uh, the other one is a young woman in a pantsuit who looks like she was like um, like finishing up like a business meeting there. 
And let's see. Alright, so let's start rolling everybody's damage. So, let's start with Christina. Alright, Artemis, your first zombie misses. The 13 hit your AC? No. You're lucky as all hell. All three zombies miss you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very bullshit turn. Dennis, your zombie misses. Yes! Alright, Katie. Good luck in those bones. Zombie one. It's gonna be a 14 to hit. Does that hit? That is my AC exactly. Alright, so that will hit. A second zombie. That's a natural five, so no. Third zombie. That's a 19 to hit, so that's gonna hit. And fourth zombie. Uh, that's a natural four, so it's not gonna hit. So you're gonna take two zombie hits. Let's roll it out. They're gonna hit you for a combined uh, six damage. Okay. As the zombies like you know swing around you, two of them kind of like like really kind of like you know fuck up their their hits there. Um, but the other two like land pretty like solid connecting hits. Like you know one goes low, one goes high, and then they just kind of like this this really lay into this dog. He's a real like you. Know, Zombies are generally pretty bad, but these zombies are particularly bad because they're just, like, really into the idea of hitting this dog. And that is going to be Christina's turn. Great. I'm going to hit the gumdrop again. That's going to be 16 to hit. Uh, that will hit. Okay. 11 damage. So you hit it again, and, like, the gumdrop just, like, explodes a bit, and then, like, just like many of the zombies, turns to dust. There are only two dr- gumdrops left. That was gross. I don't like when gumdrops are dusty. That's not what they're supposed to be. It's supposed to be goo. They're dusty and they had goo inside. So like the goo gets all over you and then like the rest of it turns to dust. So you're kind of like candy coated right now. Ugh, this is gross. And how is Timid's wolf looking? She's only about 10 HP down. Okay. You should be like 12 down. You took six last turn. Yeah, sorry. I mean, I'm under exaggerating. I'm fine. I'm down to 24. You do also note... You, you know that the wolf has, like, its own separate HP that's not yours, yes. right? Yes. Okay, I'm counting sure. down from the wolf's HP, not from my own. Okay, okay. cool. All right, good, good. Yeah, I just wanted to right, check. Christina, do you have anything else? Uh, I will move over towards another, well, it would probably invoke an opportunity attack, wouldn't it? Uh, yes. <laughs> invoke so. three. I'm going to move over to the other gumdrop. I'm fine. All right, three opportunity attacks. <laughs> These zombies suck. I can't hit anything. <laughs> Um, Jordan invoked the Wrath of the Dice Gods, because that's a 16 on the die. Well, okay. Uh, next one misses. Last one hits as well. My AC is 15, so... Be two hits from the Zomboids. Uh, that's gonna be a combined eight damage. Okay. I needed this to feel a little bit like an actual fight. Ooh. Ooh. All right. She's gonna walk over to the other gumdrop. All right, you're at the other gumdrop. Okay, that's my turn. You know how huskies laugh? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, like, timid makes that sound. Like, like timid makes the makes the husky laughing sound as you finish your bit. Dennis, I know you can handle it. I'll leave these guys to you. Yeah. All four of the zombies around you, like, look at you, Dennis. And they start, like, squaring up doing that old Tommy Boxer thing. I believe in you. <laughs> Alright, Katie, that's you. Okay. I don't imagine I can cast spells as a wolf. Not as a low-level druid, no. Okay. 
And I imagine coming out of the wolf would provoke an opportunity attack. No, not changing forms. No? Yeah, it's not an opportunity attack, it's just if you move. It's just a bonus action, I think. Okay, yeah, so I'm gonna come out of being the wolf. The zombies look very confused, like, And then I'm going to use... Are there people in near me within a 20-foot radius? I will say, for convenience sake, that you're um, only... You're about 25 feet away from any of the um, the villagers that are in danger. Okay, so I'm going to use Spike Growth. The area becomes difficult terrain for the duration of the spell. When a creature moves into or within the area, it takes 2d4 piercing damage for every 5 feet it travels. Alright, you cast Spike Growth. And for, um, for expediousness and for like you know, the sake of like, combat, I'll say that you can... Um, um, I'll have the zombies roll a deck save to see, uh, see if they don't, like, fall into the spikes as they, like, grow around them and take damage immediately. Okay. And so you had, uh, you had four around you, didn't you? Yes. Uh, they fucking suck. Zombies are bad at everything, really, so they, they fuck that up, uh, and they all take the, the damage, the 2d4. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, whatever you said the damage was. I got two twos. Alright, so it's going to be four damage to all those zombies, and they are all uh, dead again. Nice job, Timid! That was awesome! Now, you see four new zombies come out from the remaining two gumdrops, but you also notice that like it seems like they're working a little bit harder to keep up with the zombie demand. Almost as if, like, you know, with like the one like you know, zombie factory missing, uh, they're kind of starting to overheat a little bit, and they look... um. Slightly worse for wear. Not bad, but like they're, like, struggling. It looks like we are bringing them down. Fuck the system up! We have to destroy the gumdrops! Alright, and Katie, is that your turn? That's my turn. And that's on to Jordan. Dennis Harkold. Dark Edge. Dark Dennis. Dennis Edge. Okay, I have two questions for you. Yes? One, those two villagers are still being accosted, yes? Very much so, yes. Okay. They will die. Second question. You said that the other three zombies that were fighting Christina turned to face me. They didn't actually engage with me because it's not their turn, right? No, that was that was just for a, a, a bit. Okay. <laughs> I just, I needed to make sure how many opportunity attacks I'm risking. Because there's an ocean's difference between one and four. <laughs> No, that was just because it sounded funny at the moment. I just needed so, to like, make sure. You got this Dennis notice, like, <laughs> going old timey boxer on you. Like, rah, rah, I, rah, rah. I just needed to know I wasn't facing a potential four opportunity attacks, which could, in theory, kill me. <laughs> All right, uh, and I can I could reach both villagers. You got crazy monk movement. Yeah, you can reach both villagers. Okay, cool. Uh, I will risk the opportunity attack this time. To make my way over to the first Zombo. Alright, so the opportunity attack. Boom. It's gonna be... So that's gonna be a 14 to hit. Misses! He fully whiffs. Ha! Nerd! The zombie, like, doesn't betray a lot of emotion, yet you still feel like they feel bad about being called a nerd after immediately missing in front of his friends. No one understands the true power of calling someone a nerd. It is truly one of the most destructive forces... In this world. You would know, you nerd. 
you see the other zombies can't quite laugh, but they're just like pointing at their friend going like, rah, rah, rah. Fucking yay. Dennis is deeply hurt by Artemis' words. <laughs> <laughs> She's a bit of a bully, but in a friendly way. A bit? <laughs> a bit of a bully, but in a friendly way. A lot. Bit Artemis bully, would be a cyber a bully. Way. Like, these are my friends. I'm allowed to bully them. You're not allowed to tell them anything. Alright, yeah, so I'll, I'll, make my I'll make my sword attack on the first zombie. Alright, roll it. Alright, that's gonna be 21 to hit. Uh, that surprisingly hits. Oh, buddy, max damage. That's gonna be 9. He's down. Uh, yeah, he nice. uh, fully bisect him and he falls in half, like, last samurai style. And it's the one, was, um, did you go for the one in front of the barista or in front of the lady? Uh, I went for the business suit because you gotta respect the business suit. Agreed. Uh, you go for the one in front of the business suit, lady. She stands up, like, brushes dirt off her suit, and then, like, very, like, you just like, oh, um, thank you. And then, like, just very briskly walks off, <laughs> as though she's embarrassed to have, like, shown weakness as she is a woman in business. Just remember the name, Dark Edge, and if you hear a kid saying anything else, tell him he's wrong! She's already talking on a crystal phone. <laughs> I'm sure she and heard she's like, and she's like, And she's like making like business calls like, all right, hold my calls, hold my meetings. And what um, what's this been going around about some sort of Dennis Edge person? I want the movie rights. You hear me? Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll address that later. <laughs> As Dennis turns towards the barista, less and less sure of whether or not saving people is worth it. <laughs> and I will now make an unarmed strike. Go for it. That's a nat 20! Nice! <laughs> oh, damn. Don't even roll it. Tell me what you do to this zombie. I go up to this thing, fueled entirely by the rage of people not remembering my name because I had a slip of the tongue one time. <laughs> and I just go, like, my name is Dark Dennis! No, fuck! And I just punch through this thing <laughs> in pure fury in front of this barista. <laughs> And I look at her and say, it's Dark Edge, you didn't hear anything else. And I just turn away and start to, like, I try and act brooding, but I'm also, like, listening in to see if she says it right. All right, so the barista is, like, looking, and um, she is just like, wow. Dark Dennis. <laughs> Dennis collapses immediately. <laughs> and, like, but she does, she runs away, but does look a little bit smitten. Dennis does not notice this as he is currently in the fetal position. <laughs> Dennis. So I will say, like, as your public image, image grows, Dark Ed Dennis and Dark Edge are becoming, are kind of competing as, like, what people will try to call you. You mean Dennis Edge and Dark Dennis? <laughs> oh, yeah, Dennis Edge. Yeah, Dennis yeah, Dennis Edge and Dark Dennis. That's amazing. Dark, Dark Edge is not even in the running. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so far removed from the canon. I really, I'm days. not gonna lie, I really liked um, Dennis Edge. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Edge. Hey, everyone get on Twitter and uh, say which team you are. Are you either hashtag Dark Dennis or hashtag Dennis Edge? <laughs> I want this to be a thing so bad. Aww. That hashtag Dark Dennis life. <laughs> That's my turn. Just Dark Dennis things. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, top of the round. So, let's start with how many villagers are in danger. Oh, you lucky ducks, there's only one villager in danger. Why are there still villagers? There's a lot of people gathered for the festival. Get the fuck out, please! This is so hard! 
lot of people like coffee. A lot of people like trying to hit Christina because there's four zombies around you. It's okay. I know that I am threatening. There are three zombies around, uh, Timid. Timid is also threatening. Oh, God. Please say one. I would like to, but... I would like you to as well. (laughs) There are four zombies around, Dennis. Dennis, I know you are threatening also, finally. (laughs) Dennis looks up from the field and he's like, Oh, wow, thanks, I appreciate that. Four zombies, like, gather around um, Dennis and, like, Somehow, two are wearing dark Dennis t-shirts, and two are wearing uh, Dennis Edge t-shirts. Dennis stays in the fetal position, no longer wanting to be part of this encounter. (laughs) Alright, let's roll for some hits. We might actually die, guys. Let's start with Dennis, because he's having the hardest time right now. Dennis is having a very bad day. Alright, one misses. One rolls a natural one, so I'll give you the same um, courtesy than that. Like, it not only doesn't hit, but, like, you'll have advantage to hit it the next time. Oh, cool. Sneak attack. G- oh, fucking. That is a second natural one. <laughs> oh, now I gotta choose. <laughs> what the fuck? Is that a third? <laughs> no, it just also misses. God damn it. They they all try and go in at once, but because I'm on the ground, they just bump heads. Lol. I should fudge my rolls, but I'm not good at lying. And I appreciate that, because I don't want to get hit by four zombies. Oh, shit. Christina gets hit, gets hit by a zombie. That's an 18 on the die. Okay. And the other one goes. Also, I don't fudge hits on you and guys. What the hell? I don't know for dramatic tension. Third one misses. Fourth one misses. So, Christina, you're only going to take two damage. Woo. And on to Timid. If you're such a threat, why'd you get hit? Timid, the first one misses. It's for dramatic effect! Uh. Second one misses. Oh, fuck. That's wor- That's bad in a way that's good for me, I guess. Okay. Uh, Timid, you got crit upon. Not Ooh. good for me, though. Well. <laughs> okay. Alright, let me look how the zombie works and, like, how that'll work with our crit rolls. I mean, you don't, you don't have to use my crit rolls. It's, it's fine. Uh, that's going to be ten damage. Oh, boy. Okay. He used my crit rules. We're in trouble. I used your crit rules, yes. Oh, no. It is only fair. Everyone gets access to the crit rules. And that is Christina's turn. All right. I'm going to... I guess I'm going to attack this gumdrop with my rapier. Uh, oh, yeah. So you moved... Yeah, yeah, you did move to the other gumdrop. Go for it. Oh, thank God. <laughs> All right. 19 plus 6. So 25. That... Fully hits. Six damage. Alright, Gumdrop's not looking like you're structurally unsound, but it's definitely taking some damage. Okay. And who looks the worst of the three of us right now? Me. You? Mm-hmm. She did just take ten damage. That's fair. I will uh, bonus action healing word Timid, and I'll be like, Timid! It's okay! Believe in yourself! Believe in the me that believes in you! Oh, thank you. I was just going to cast Healing Spirit. If you could change your feet, would you? Help us take out these gumdrops. Worry about that first. But she does... Oh, you you get your 10 HP back. Yay. If you could give your friend 10 HP, would you? <laughs> would you? <laughs> oh, fucking Actually, words. sorry, not 10. 8. Okay. Yeah, you get 8 back. I'm still looking better. That's a damn good healing word. 
It, it was a four on the die, so. And I have a plus four to my. That's still a damn good healing word. Believe in yourself is the healing word that does good. Anyway, that's my turn. I'll be healing for me own word. Mm-hmm. God. Right, I'm gonna stop. I have to stop with those references. All right, now it's Katie's turn. Yay! There's still a Oh wait, I forgot to describe the villager. There's a villager in danger. And the villager... Yeah, otherwise we'll just let him die. The villager... Is... An exasperated looking... Um, what looks to be like the, the um, manager of one of the coffee shops. Like, they're definitely not the owner. They're the manager. They've got the little, like, um, uh, apron on. And, like, the the name tag says, how can I help you? the manager and like i have like one of those little visor hats and then it's like i wasn't even supposed to be here today oh man that guy's taking a lot of karen damage you can see he does have visible like psychic damage from karen's he can't take much more and his name tag says kaimel 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 spell that please no <laughs> coward <laughs> Kaimel. His name tag says Kaimel. And he's a, uh, he's a Earth Genasi. Right, now it's Katie's turn. Kaimel the Earth Genasi is in play. Save Kaimel. Or you could leave him for me, one of the two. Okay, so in the zombies surrounding me, where is the person in relation to them? They're like, if you look to your left, they're like, 15 feet away. And the zombies are all in front of me. They're kind of just like around you. They're kind of just posse up around you. Alright, so these skeletons kind of seem a little bit dumb. Uh, they are zombies and they are quite dumb, yes. I don't know why I said skeletons, I'm sorry. That was that was last year. Can I cast Disguise Self to make myself look like a zombie? I... Hmm... I would need a deception check because you're right in front of them. They're pretty dumb, but even that would need, like, a check. I would ask for, like, a deception check. It would need to be kind of high. I'll give you advantage because you're physically turning into the zombie in front of them, but, like, you'd have to get pretty high. <laughs> okay, okay, it's not a natural 20. It's not a natural 20, but it's a 19. Ooh. The zombies, despite how obvious it is that you are bullshitting them, believe that you are a zombie also. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, great. There's another one now. Perfect. And Tim is gone. <laughs> <laughs> and this one is also, like, so huge. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> Yes, and that's the best part, is, like, I can't change, like, the shape of my person, so I'm still huge. I just look like one of them. The zombies look to each other and then, like, shrug their shoulders and just go, <laughs> And it's to say, like, eh, I don't get paid enough to ask questions. And I'm just, like, <laughs> like, these zombies have unionized. The zombies have unionized. I'm gonna, oh, like... Oh, those are the skeletons. <laughs> God. <laughs> it's like you guys don't read my lore at all. I'm gonna go, like, I'm attacking Dennis. Because I look like a skeleton. What? 
I look a zombie. I look like, like a zombie. A zombie. <laughs> it's stuck in my head. At this no, point, now it's on purpose. No, it's really not. At this point, it started off as a joke, and now I can't stop doing it. Okay, so I look like one of them, right? Uh, yep. And so I'm going like I'm going to attack Dennis to like distract them. And then I'm gonna take them out instead with my staff. Quarter staff. Your standard issue zombie quarter staff. Does a seventeen hit? A seventeen does indeed hit. Okay. A six in damage. Uh, it is dead. You bonk it on the head so good. You walk up to it, it looks at you with trust in its eyes as though, like, oh God. you look exactly like one of its zombie friends. And it goes, oh, we're going. And you just, like, straight cold cock him across the head. His head spins completely around. Why is it sad now? Why'd you have to make it sad? <laughs> Stop getting emotionally invested in the zombies we're killing. You always do this. I love a good story. You know I do. It's dead and another one shows up. Please, we have to destroy the gumdrops, guys. I've made it abundantly clear that like, those are your two. Please. Your two, like, the zombies are kind of a I distraction. Your two there. actual. Yes, you can. You two act like you two actual targets are the gumdrops and like saving the civilians. I've made that like pretty clear without like having like actually saying it. But I'm oh letting you goodness. guys do your own thing. Arcadia, is that your turn? I don't think I can do anything else. <laughs> Alright, that's Dennis. Dennis still trying to kind of deal with all the bullshit from last time. Like kinda like meekly rolls over, sees that there's still someone in distress, like, oh my god. <laughs> Why did I want to do this? And he's going to use his last key point to once again disengage Step of the Wind and just beeline it over there and try and stab this zombie. Get it! Alright, go for it. I'm imagining Dennis doing the fucking, like, the Mr. Incredible rant like this. Sometimes you just want the day to stay saved. <laughs> Let's clean this place up. Could you keep it clean for ten minutes? Yeah, he's, like, quietly mumbling that to himself, and it just gets progressively louder and louder as he gets closer. Thanks to Dennis Dark Edge, or Dark Dennis Edge. Dark Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Dennis Dark Edge, Edge Dennis Day, Dark Dennis Oh my god. <laughs> I got a 16 to hit. Does that hit? That hits. It's dead. I did 8 damage. It's dead. Yeah, you fully, like, you know, you disengage Step of the Wind and you dynamic entry kick this zombie's head off. The one that's in front of, uh, you, you put the last one in front of Kaimal, right? Yeah. Alright. In front of Kaimal and you land and you're just kind of disgruntled. He's like, wow. Are you... Don't say it. Dark don't, Edge? Don't. I look over at him, like, shocked, and I'm like, Yes, I'm Dark Dennis. I mean, no, damn it! <laughs> Got it, Dark Dennis, and he no. runs off. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I do this? No. Honestly, it's on you at this point. Shut up, Artemis. Just kill the gumdrops. Please. 
I'm doing I, my best. I don't I know where Timon is. There's a giant zombie. The <laughs> villagers are always getting attacked, and I'm just so done with this. Right now, there are two points in Dark um, Dennis Edge and two points in Dark Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am keeping track of this. All right, that's um, Dennis. Unless you can do anything else, that's back to the top of the round. No, that was my action and bonus action. I'm right. also now all out of my resources, so all I could do is just vanilla monk stuff. And occasionally rogue stuff. Okay. Everyone, please get your game face on. I've been trying to keep people alive, thank you. Uh, at the top of this round, the, uh, the gumdrops had to make two new zombies. So in the same way that they did before, the work is like kind of um, wearing on them a little bit heavier, and so they're... Um, Again, they look like they're kind of overworking and overheating from the, the additional work they have in the output to keep up the same output with one less factory. So one gumdrop still looks generally fine. The other one still actually looks like a bit worse for wear. The one that um, has already taken some hits. There is one more villager in danger. God damn it. <sighs> Maestra, please, why are these villagers so bad at defending themselves? <laughs> The, this villager is... Wait a minute. I could have been doing this this entire time. This one's just Sibo. <laughs> <laughs> I could have just been taking characters that were, like, not ready to go. This one is Sibo. He's too drunk to be using his artificer stuff. And he's just kind of wandering around. For some re- Like, you guys know of Sibo. He's, like, pretty, like, well-known as an inventor. For some reason, he's wearing, like, a baby onesie that says short stack on it with a stack of pancakes. <laughs> Like, you're not sure what that's about, but he's definitely, like, wandering around and, like, not paying attention, and, like, there's a zombie, like, right there behind him. Dennis looks over and is like, well, at least I know he can't die because he's relevant to the story somehow. I mean... (laughs) Dennis, it's a little meta, don't you think? Yeah, but I'm fucking tired of this. (laughs) My reputation's in shambles. There's only two of us. Like, I just... (sighs) And we still have about this damn coffee mug or that stupid Lich Luigi thing. I still have a guy over. <laughs> I still don't want to deal with that, but that is still ahead of us. Yeah, Ryan could still kill us, honestly. And then there's that. Dennis, there are two zombies around you. And now I have zombies. <laughs> Artemis, there are two zombies around you. I'm going to ignore them. Katie, there are four zombies around you. Oh, God. Yeah, but Timid four... has four zombies around her. But three of them are still caught in the spikes. No, the the spikes are there. Um, you moved out of the spikes, I think, didn't you? You moved over to me, and if there were spikes where I was, we have a problem. Mm-hmm, fair enough. Yeah. You do still look enough, like a zombie, mind. though. I oh, do shit, still look wait. like a zombie. Right. Wait, roll me another deception check, because you did kill one. And please remember, before you, like, say the number, if you think you need it, that you do have bardic inspiration that you, I don't think you've used yet, unless you used it while oh, I was Oh, I don't. Yeah, you're right. I'll say roll it with disadvantage, because, again, you did fully kill one in front of other zombies. Like, this would have to be a pretty big, like, oops, my bad. Yeah, I'm gonna use the bardic inspiration for this. Okay, so the little pen pops in a colorful ink, and when you use it to add it to an ability check, you can roll the bardic inspiration die again, like with advantage, and choose which of those two rolls to use. 
Okay, so That's I would very just... good. Yeah. So I would I would just roll like normal? You'd roll the D six twice and pick oh. whichever one of those two you want to use. To add to your total. Yeah, so your deception check is disadvantage, mm-hmm. but like your bardic inspiration is advantage. Alright, so I got a three. On the bardic or on the deception? On the bardic. Oh thank god. Oh, that's much better. Yeah, that changes it's things way drastically. better than what I thought. I got a six a sixteen on the on the deception. Dang. Well, these zombies are aggressively dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so that just barely, like, they're a little skeptical, but they're just like, like, you can't tell what they're saying, but it seems online like, hey, you know, we fuck up and hit each other sometimes. It's just part of zombie life. Yep. So you have four zombies around you, but functionally you have none because they're not attacking you. They think you're just, like, part of the throng. <laughs> like, I just, like, the you know, the, I don't know, stance, like the... <laughs> Like, oops, did I do that? <laughs> Let's start with Artemis. Miss. That is a 19 on the die. Take a damage. A single damage? You take a single damage. Okay. You take one hurt point. You one take hurt. one owie. Okay. Dennis, that first one's gonna hit you. That next one's gonna miss you. And Dennis, you're gonna take three owie points. I don't like that. I'm going to start calling them alley points now. Alright, yeah, so that's uh, Christina's turn. I'm going to hit the gumdrop again. Uh, go for it. Oh my god. Yes, 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 yes. What'd you do? <laughs> it's a nat 20. Give oh, me that sweet, nasty crit damage. God. <laughs> okay. 19 rapier damage. Jesus. Please tell me it's destroyed. Please nice. tell me it's destroyed. Alright, so I'm going to peel back the curtain a little bit on this one. So... First things first, I was planning on, like, um, rewarding if you crit on one that, like, it would, like, explode and damage the other with whatever residual damage was left. (laughs) So, these gumdrops have 20 HP. Oh my. So, this one already, like, um, uh, what I was doing with them is I had, like, an overheating mechanic in case you guys were taking, like, really too long. Why would you assume that would happen? (laughs) (laughs) So, like, the... The one that hasn't been hit has four overheating damage from, like, trying to do the work of three with just two of its 20 HP. So you smash one, it explodes, you're double candy-coated, but a particularly large shard of it, like, flies out, like, haywire and, like, bisects the other one, and that one also explodes, like, the end of a Power Rangers episode. You do look pretty cool and dramatic in the explosion for a second, and then, like, the goo, like, kind of, like, falls on you in a wave, and then the dust settles on you, and you're just, like, you look like some sort of, like, <laughs> what, are those, what are those, um, those candy things where, like, you'd suck on the candy stick and then dip it in the sour powder? Fun dip? You look like a fun oh, dip. Yeah. Oh, like God. Dip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting tired of this story. We need something else. And, um, Phantom Menace style, any zombies that are out just, like, turn to dust also. Oh, and that dust God. also gets on Artemis. <laughs> what? <laughs> it like explodes on the ground and like there's just a mode of wind and it just swirls up and jumps on top of her and she's looking just like, of course, of course this would happen. This would be the thing that happens today. Why not? And uh, as you guys like finish that up, um, Chet and Chet show up and they're like, whoa, guys, you totally did it. 
Where the hell were you? Where the fuck were you? Yes. Oh, we hid in that barrel. <laughs> I look over at the barrel, jealous. <laughs> like, I did not think of this tactic. Aren't you the town guards? Aren't you supposed to help protect the citizens that live here? Yeah, we do do that, but that's like, you know, if someone, like, runs out on their tab or something, or, like, steals apples or whatever, like, I did not sign on to fight zombies, my guy. Useless. Ah, capitalism. Absolutely useless. Anyway, where are we supposed to go now? Um, I mean, we're not really sure about, like, your whole thing. I mean, like, we're just here to say thanks for, like, saving our village. I would just like to point out that Timid has already transformed back into her normal self. She's not just standing there as <laughs> like a, a weird zombie. <laughs> and Timid, where did you go? <laughs> there was I, this weird berserker zombie that almost killed me, but like somehow hit one of the other ones like a total idiot. Oh, dark. Could use your help on that one. Oh. Wait, wait a minute. And they like look over at you, Dennis, and like one chat says. Are you Dennis Edge? The other chat says, are you Duck Dennis? I'm done. <laughs> Dennis walks over to the barrel and just sits in it. Artemis <laughs> walks over to the barrel and pats you on the head. There, there. It's okay. Stop Do not be big mad. Bullshit, my name's Dark. It's supposed to be cool. Now I got all this going on. And then uh, one chat like, looks at you guys and says, like, wait, chat. Yeah, chat? Um, well, I think, like, you know, they probably want to like go after that uh, that boner lord guy who caused all this trouble. That is probably true, Chet. Uh, I don't know how they'd be able to follow him though. I mean, there is that weird hole in space time that like kind of is at the edge of town. It looks like a crack that he like sort of escaped through. That might be it. The what? I mean, possibly. That is slowly gets out of the barrel and like does a very slow turn with just a death glare at Chet and Chet. <laughs> they look at you, vacant, happy smiles. <laughs> Oh. Like a dog that doesn't know it's done wrong. Oh. <sighs> Where's the portal? Oh, it's this way. And they both point in unison. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, I need to short rest before we do anything else. Yeah, I, I could still use those orange slices, honestly. Like, I'm kind of out of everything I can do. Yes, please. I would also like to rest. Whoa. Guys. Can we give you, like, a serious sidebar right now? At risk of your lives. <laughs> no. Like, real talk, bro? You really stepped up there, and you saved our town, and a bunch of our friends. And also Sibo. Who? Sibo from, like, way far in the background, like, what the fuck, man? I have no idea who that last one was. Don't worry about it. But... We can give you something, and, like, they run in, like, one of the, um, coffee shops, and they come back with, like, these three, like, you know, kind of, like, golden travel mugs with, like, some, uh, like, you can, like, kind of, uh, tell, like, they're filled with, uh, coffee. And he's like, within, these coffee mugs are just kind of commemorative, um, you also see, like, if you look at them, they have, uh, a bee. <laughs> they have a picture of a coffee <laughs> bee. <laughs> There's oh a coffee God. bee. <laughs> but, this does have our special brew within it. If you drink this brew, it will be the same as if you had had an entire night's sleep. Dennis grabs it and power chugs it. <laughs> it is hot. Whoa, easy! <laughs> it is very hot. <laughs> Dennis spits it out immediately and does that thing where he, like, breathes his, like, breathes on his tongue. Like, <laughs> Man, you that love me! 
Uh, it's coffee, dude. It's hot by default. I didn't know that was pretty funny. You should do it again. Eat my ass. <laughs> what is that? I can't understand you. I said eat my ass. Oh, I'm your friend too. It's okay. <laughs> Classic Dark Dennis. Dude, his name is Dennis Edge. It's Dennis Edge. See, he totally said his name is Dark Dennis. No, he said it was Dennis Edge. I'm telling you, I've been hearing it around town. It's obviously Dennis Edge. Guys, no, guys, it's guys, Dark Dennis. It's, guys, it's both. He wants the secret identity to be for real, so he uses both. Dark Dennis Edge, Dennis Dark Dennis Edge, Edge Dennis. <laughs> Dennis looks over at Artemis. It just gives it the meanest side glare, and then walks into one of the coffee shops to get like. As so much creamer that it cools it down the way I like it in real life. <laughs> she's just grinning like a shit-eating grin, and she's like standing near Timid, just like, that was awesome what you did over there, Timid. I didn't know you could do quite so many things. So they give you guys these brews. I'm going to assume that you drink it because I want to like get to the next part of this episode so we can finish things out. Yeah, no, I once I have it properly creamed, then I will power chug that thing, and I assume, based on what you said, it's a long rest. Yeah, you guys get the effects of a long rest in just uh, finishing this cup of the sacred brew. Yay! At last, I can do things again. (laughs) (laughs) I can once again be a lone wolf and not need people for a round. (laughs) Yeah, we've actually been working on, like, more of, like, you know, a soft drink version that lets you do things, like, you know, that helps you just really do the do, but we can't figure out a name for it. Have you thought about... Nah, I got nothing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, us neither. Like, it seems like something feels like we should be able to come up with a name for it, like, very easily, but, like, it just escapes us every time, as though it's blocked by some kind of copyright laws. I could think of, like, a bunch of, like, sort of, like, side names, if you will, like, variants of what might make it cool, but, like, the base thing, yeah, it's not coming to me. Also, I just realized we sound kind of similar. Well, do we? Yeah, I feel like we've encountered this issue before in a different life. So you guys have the sacred brew. You go to the hole in space-time. It opens up pretty easily and, like, sucks you guys through another wormhole. And it's similar to how it was before. You're kind of, like, you know, bumping back and forth so it's not as stable. It's not really meant to be, like, be followed. But, like, you still got the residual energy from, like, the key fob. Not the key fob, the, uh, the tracking fob. We should have checked to see if that was going off when we were near Lich Luigi. Oh, yeah, you definitely should have. Oh, well. God damn it, we're bad at this. What yep. are interns? <laughs> it fits. That's That fair. literally only just <laughs> occurred to me. Get <laughs> God, keep narrating, fuck. You tumble through the, the warp, and you're actually in a bar. You're in a bar, and it looks like, you know, there was kind of like a, a bar brawl that sort of, like, broke out. And in particular, there's like, yo... This guy, like, who's, um, like, looks to be, like, the head of the bar. And I'll say, um, everyone, everyone roll me a history check. Fifteen. Nineteen. Eighteen. Oh, that works. So all of you rolled high enough to, like, um, this was kind of, like, you know, not a super high-profile story, but, like, we were one of kind of, like, those tabloid things that, like, because it was kind of interesting. It's kind of, like, just part of the general lexicon. You recognize this person as Mayor Pixie Wings, who (laughs) wants a mayor. (laughs) Uh, and then, like, you know, after, like, you know, some bad tattoo decisions and, like, some bad uh, governmental decisions decided to stop being a mayor and open up a bar. And the, you, you guys kind of remember, like, the little op-ed pieces that they were doing about it because it was kind of an interesting thing for a while. 
And you see Mayor Pixie Wings, and he's just having this drag-out argument with the Boner Lord. I pull out the thing to see if it's clicking. <laughs> so you do see, like, the um, the Boner Lord still has, like, that squirming sack. Um, and you can't make out what the sack is, like, saying, but it's making noise like... <laughs> Um, and the, uh, the tracker fob is, like, beeping much, much more quickly than it was before. And before you can really do anything about it, the boner lord's just, like, yelling at Mayor Pixie Wings. He's like, I mean, this beer's just, like, way too bitter. Like, you're, you're selling hog, like, friggin' swill. And Mayor Pixie Wings is like, it's literally a light beer. It's our lightest beer. It's lime-flavored. You just don't know anything about beer, you idiot. He's like... I'm not an idiot. You're an idiot. In fact, you're, you're dead. And then lightning strikes. The lights cut out. You hear Mara Pixie Wings go, ah! And then the lights cut back on. The Boner Lord is gone. There are several people around the room. And Mayor Pixie Wings is dead. In a murder mystery. And that is where we'll end our session. Wait, hold on. Is the thing still going off? No. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, guys? It's your step DM, Drew, here. I hope you enjoyed part one of our Halloween special. And are excited to tune in for part two to see how our unprepared interns handle themselves. Uh, remember to follow us up on, uh, you know, follow up with us on uh, social media channels like uh, the the Twitters and the FaceTubes and such. Uh, we're on Twitter at uh, Agents of D, uh, at fi- on Facebook at AOD, on Instagram slash uh, TikTok at Agents of Damned. You can also follow the others individually on Twitter, Jordan at Pokechap, Katie at uh, Missy Mystery. Uh, there's a M-Y-S-S-Y, there's, a, there's no I, why didn't she put an I? Okay. Uh, and Christina at Greekachu, which is spelled kind of how you would expect it to be spelled. And uh, you can follow me on none of those things, for I am a ghost, a mystery, an enigma. We also have a Discord, AOD, where you can chat with the team and share your thoughts on episodes, or even pitch, uh, you know, items or NPCs to be included in the show. Uh, if you'd like to support the uh, the show further, uh, you can check us out on Patreon, uh, where we post our special after show, Peek Behind the Screen. You know, that's where we kind of talk about each episode. You get to hear our thoughts, our random ramblings, and really just get the unbridled experience of our Tom fuckery. You can uh, also access uh, additional tiers to get extra, like, you know, ex- uh, NPC backstory shorts uh, and special one-shot games with the cast. Uh, and, of course, remember to tweet at the show with the uh, hashtag DarkDennis or uh, hashtag DennisEdge. Uh, but until uh, next time... Uh, go, 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 go home. Go, go back to your homes. Go, leave. Is that the theme of this campaign? Is it like, whenever I bring up, like, hey, can we, like, whenever anyone brings up, like, can we do plot? Like, we were doing plot. <laughs> in the background of our bullshit. <laughs> Usually me. <laughs> Jesus. So Jordan, what is utility underwear and why do you have it? Dark Edge does not feel obligated to talk about his special uniform.
Yeah, like, I feel like this conversation is probably happening as we're walking in to, like, go find Odart. Yeah, as we're kind of walking and talking over to um, Odart's room, which, um... We were panic-walking um, and talking. Yeah, you guys were like, hi, yeah, let's, like, talk and, like, you know, act as though it's still casual, even though our lives are on the line. Well, I think, canonically, Odart sleeps up in the trees by the teleportation circles. Um, did, did I ever so establish there were trees in there? I always nah. pictured there being trees. I just know he floats, and he's been in the teleportation room whenever he's been asleep. No, his room is high up, but he does have a room. I think I think that's the Winterra brain that was leaking in. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> and that is Christina's turn. Okay. Which means it's my turn now. By what logic? <laughs> goes Christina myself and then I said now it's Christina's turn did you think that on Christina's turn you guys got hit by a bunch of zombies and then she was like "Mm, that's not great (laughs) (laughs) for my action I comment wow that hurt (laughs) for my action I would like to say fuck dude (laughs) (laughs) I would like to use my special feature of man chill (laughs) Oh, guys, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I love our Halloween special so much. (laughs) I know. I have a special tool to help find Odart. Oh, it's a lewd picture of Seth. What? (laughs) (laughs) You know, that would probably get him to be here sooner. Can anyone draw really well? Stop. <laughs> I was wondering how we were going to usurp it. everything he planned. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, I'll stop. You absolute monster. You know the <laughs> rules. Our you? Halloween episodes have to be horny AF. Aww. God damn it. We had we had one. There's no rules yet. I'm trying to like I'm trying to turn the dial. We refuse. <laughs> <laughs> Dice because I think they're cool. Sorry, they're brand new. Now, excuse her while she tinkers and creates new dice. (laughs) (laughs) I meant to do this before, but didn't. Well, fly, probably, but same idea. Or float. Possibly naked. Why are we Nothing assuming that? <laughs> well, possibly naked. Hey, Artemis, quick question. What do you do when you hang out with Odart that you think he might be naked? <laughs> well, this is my assumption of how children are when they get uh, caffeinated and they go a little crazy and they don't He's like 12. clothing. Oh my god. You know, children will just kind of, like, walk around and they don't like the feeling of the clothing on their skin. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> We're cutting that whole part out. <laughs> Alright, so... So... I mean, um, where is Belai? She's not wrong. <laughs> She's really not. It's just one of those things where, like, you don't say it while you're being recorded. <laughs> That's not a thing we need to know we said. <laughs> it sounds bad. It sounds like if someone clipped that, that's going to be like, hmm, FBI. Fair enough. This is, this is, like, at best blooper reel material. 